For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization. And you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Way up the middle. Intercepted to the piano at the 50. Time running down. Oakland football. And I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most singing, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we hope to be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Episode number 191 of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live here from Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, so much stuff to talk about tonight, man. Cannot wait to connect with you guys. And, you know, is is despite the... Uh, the kind of the drag that this season has ended up being, especially these past couple of weeks, these past, you know, really what four out of five tough losses now for our team. Uh, it's really going to be cool to connect with Raider Nation. I'm actually I'm really fired up for tonight, man. We got a lot of fun stuff to get to. Um, we're doing a uh, a socially distant episode once again here in the fan cave. I'm the only one here in the fan cave. Uh, just, 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 just me, just you in the chat room there. I call these the podcast selfies, but really these aren't that much selfies because we have this amazing chat room on the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube right now. All you got to do is go to Murph's Fan Cave, uh, or actually, 
It's youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave every Wednesday night, 6 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 Pacific, and jump in with the best chat room in all of Raider Nation. And uh, in there tonight already is Atticus B. Rockin', Kill Jadis, Pirate 1975, Raider Tommy, Michelle Sweat, Running Bear, Raider Rue, uh, Tex Cooper is in there. Raider Tommy is in there. Uh, Kendall Hansen is in there. Ryan Miller is in there. Raider Rich is in there. Lee B is in there. Uh, Salvador is in there. Man, B Dog is in there. Appreciate everyone uh, joining us for this episode number one ninety one of of, uh, of Raiders Fan Radio. And look, Raider Nation never loses. Like our team may suck, but the t- but like I said it last week, and I and I meant it that. I've become as big, if not a bigger fan of this fan base than I am of the actual team themselves. Don't get me wrong. My Raider passion is, is still on an all-time high. But it's just a, a, it's cool to gather up with members of Raider Nation and, uh, and, and talk to you about, uh, about some Raider football. Uh, just remind me here as we're sitting here talking. I need to remember looking at camera. I'm so used to when Murph uh, – Murph. My name's Murph. Hi. I'm so used to when Swag Jeff – and Uncle Mosh are here. I'm talking like to them. Of course, we're talking to you guys, but we're looking at each other. So when it's just me by myself, like I find myself like I'm always like looking at my notes from the chat room and I'm not looking at the camera. So I think I need to look at the camera more. So I'm going to try to remember to do that tonight as we're, as we're talking. All right. So join us on the YouTubes, as I mentioned, but you can also join us all over the place. So as of right now, we are concurrently, as the kids say, streaming to the Twitch Uh, We are streaming to the Twitters. We are streaming to the Facebooks. And so all you got to do is look for Raiders Fan Radio on the Twitch and on the on the on the, the Twitters. Of course, you know it's uh, here at Murph Fan Cave on the on the YouTube's. But then on the Facebooks, uh, it's my own profile. I'm going to get that switch soon, um, where we're going to actually do the show from our Facebook page, our Raiders Fan Radio page, um, where there's like five thousand of you that like that and follow that. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, so we're going we're gonna to start doing that from there, but uh, we're going to start that after the new year. So as of right now, just go to my profile, go to Murph Murphy on there, and you can follow us on the Facebooks. Kevin the Raider Nerd's in there. He says, look into my eyes, Murph. What's up, Kevin the Raider Nerd? All right, man, I appreciate you, man, joining us here. So, um, uh, yeah, so I mentioned all the places you can find us. Um, you can support the show, uh, if you don't mind, in numerous ways here uh, for what we do at Raiders Fan Radio. Um, we will never solicit you for donations, but we have had some amazingly generous donations in the in the super chat lately, and I'm going to cover those in a minute when we get to respect. But most importantly, like subscribe to the channel, promote, tell your friends you you know Raider fans, you hang out with Raider fans, tell them about Raiders Fan Radio, tell them about Merce Fan Cave, hit the thumbs up, hit the likes, help us retweet, tweet, like whatever you can do to help us promote the show. That is what absolutely helps us out a ton because. When we do that, we get more advertising opportunities, and with those advertising opportunities comes money that we give to the One Nation Foundation. And anything that we raise here at Raiders Fan Radio, 100% of the money, 100% of the proceeds, whether it's from direct donations, advertising dollar, you name it, it all goes to the foundation. Like, we don't keep money for ourselves and buy ourselves tickets or like not... No, we give 100% of that money away. We've supported the Stabler uh, uh, Exo Foundation. We've supported the Blitnikoff Foundation. We've supported um, Allison King and her cancer battle. Uh, Cody's, uh, prior to us forming the foundation, uh, Raider Cody submitted uh, submitted a very generous uh, donation to the uh, Greater Youth Sports Association of Las Vegas. Like So we do a lot of good with the money and with the support that you give us. So please, if you don't mind, don't cost you nothing to hit the button, thumbs up it, 
tell a friend, any of that kind of stuff, man. It helps us out a bunch. Thank you so very, very much. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to give myself a little bit of a, of a correction on something. Uh, last episode, I, w- I always go back and like listen to chunks of it, and I especially read through the chat. So as I'm sitting there reading through the chat, I, I'm hearing myself talking. And, man, I made a bunch of gaffes last week, right? So I was making reference to the Raiders anniversary uh, of, of, of December 26th when we beat the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers finally for the first time. And I made a reference about Phil Villapiano getting in touch with Franco and talking about Franco and talking about that being the 48-year anniversary. No, it wasn't the anniversary of them beating the Steelers. That was the 48-year anniversary of the Immaculate Deception. So I caught myself on that. So, so thank you for your grace on that. I do misspeak once in a while. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that was what that was. Um, although I pr- prefer to think of the Raiders-Steelers game where we actually beat them than the one where they stole one away from us along with the officials and the entire city of Pittsburgh and the NFL and everybody else that goes against the Raiders because it's always us against the world. All right. Um, all right. Hi, chat room. Who was in there? Who else have we got in there tonight? The Big Easy Raider Critique. What's up, Raider Critique? Glocks R Us, I see in there. Watts Raider. What's up, Watts Raider? Uh, Raider Tommy. Raider Rue. Uh, a bunch of folks I mentioned already earlier tonight. And so uh, Michael Collins, Ryan Miller. Thank you, guys. Manny Flo. What's up, Manny Flo? Uh, yeah, uh, we love that chat room, man. Again, as I mentioned, it's the best chat room in all of Raider Nation. All right, let's jump into some show. Um, so my buddy Swag Jeff, who's not here tonight, um, he is, uh, he's still on the COVID protocol and, uh, we're probably going to look to go to having Jeff join us remotely from now on, uh, on the show till we get through all this crap. Um, and in the meantime, like I said, cousin Sonny is going to join. Did I say that cousin Sonny is going to join me again, um, here at the 30 minute mark. Uh, he's going to jump in and we'll, we'll talk about the game recap. Um, but before we get to all that, Swago is going to jump in here and tell us something significant about our episode number, which this week is 191. So, Swag Jeff, take it away. What is up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Swag Jeff, coming at you with episode number 191 of Raiders Fan Radio. That's right, RFR Live, episode number 191. Swag Jeff is still in COVID corner. That's right, the second week in a row, Swag is in the COVID corner. But uh, don't worry, everybody. Uh, I am uh, getting better. Uh, I believe Thursday or Friday will be my uh, 10-day of quarantine uh, day. So I will get to, uh, I will get to uh, rejoin the rest of the world. Uh, the plague will be over for Swaggy. Uh, but Toby Corner does not stop Swaggy J from relating every episode number to a significant moment in Raider history. And this episode... We are going back to 1984. Specifically, we are going back to January 22nd, 1984. That's right, one of our favorite days. It is Black Sunday. Come on. And we're going to be highlighting the best player in that game, Marcus Allen. Yes. Marcus Allen had two rushing touchdowns, including the run with the night, uh, to help the Raiders capture their third Lombardi trophy. Marcus ran for 191 yards. Nice, that night. That's right, 191. Have a good show. All right, boys and girls, pay attention. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an update. 
That's right. I got some stuff for you. Take out a piece of paper, a pencil, a pen. Ah, heck, use your pocket knife and carve the info into your dashboard (laughs) as you're driving down the highway. First off, you need to like us on our fan page on Facebook. That's right. Go to Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. Don't forget about the Twitter. You know your old Uncle Mosh. He twits now. That's right. Go to at Raiders Fan Radio. Also, don't forget the Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about our website? That's right, RaidersFanRadio.com. Heck, if you wanted to, you if you wanted to, if you want to, you can even email us show at RaidersFanRadio.com or call us on the Raiders Fan Radio Hotline, 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Don't forget Merv's Fan Cave on the YouTube where you can get all the show links like the Fan Club Blitz with Splatterhead and Fitz. Find all our stuff on podcast providers like Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. All right, did I hit the time limit? Good. Appreciate you, Uncle Mosh. Miss Uncle Mosh, of course, tonight, too. Uh, just as an abundance of caution for us to uh, avoid this whole COVID thing, man. We just uh, we decided to kind of separate it out for tonight, but we'll probably get Mosh maybe back uh, next week. So I uh, hope for that. But uh, anyways, appreciate you joining us here tonight. Appreciate everybody in the chat, as I mentioned, and then everybody listening on the audio podcast. I'm so proud to be part of the Blue Wire team now. We're part of the Blue Wire podcast network. And so uh, really grateful to those folks and anybody that's listening to us uh, on the audio version. I hope you're enjoying that because now we don't have all those freaking ads where we used to have like 9,000 ads during our show. Now there's nothing. So if you uh, used to be an audio listener and now you're not anymore, go hit us up on uh, any podcast service, man, and you get a nice clean version of, of this uh, this show with no plug-in plopping ads, man. So pretty cool. All right. Um, at the top of the show, we like to do a little bit of respect we don't do props. We don't do shout-outs. Nothing wrong with those things. But, uh, you know, we're Italian around here. We like to give a little bit of respect. So I want to give respect to, um, first off, Ryan Miller. Thank you, Ryan Miller, for the $10 Super Chat donation. That is very kind of you, my friend. Appreciate you. He says, Murph, not the season we wanted. Uh, so me and another Raider fan were talking about good times today at work. The 93 season of Jeff Hostetler. Where does he rank on your Raiders QB list? I love it, man. Uh, the first jersey I ever bought my son, Tristan, who's now getting ready to be 18 and go off into the Navy. Um, first jersey I ever bought of his, uh, for him was the Jeff Hostetler, number 15 jersey, as a matter of fact. Um, I was a big Hostetler fan. Uh, where do I rank him? I rank him behind the, the, you know, the, the common three. I rank him behind Stabler. I rank him behind uh, uh, Plunkett. And I rank him, well, actually, I got to go bigger than that. He's probably pretty far down the list at this point. Let's see. Let's go through him. I'm going to say Stabler's my number one. Uh, I'm going to say LaMonica is my number two. I'm going to say Plunkett's my number three. Look, it's hard not to put Derek at number four. Like, I mean, it's it's tough. But Hostetler took us to the playoffs. So I'd say, well, and then I forgot Gannon still too. So six, I guess, five, battle for five or six, I would say, Ryan. That's a great question, by the way. I'm just trying to piece it together in my head. I actually got to say, I would probably put See, Gannon's tough because Gannon didn't get the championships that Plunkett did. But during the time that Gannon was with us, I mean, he's an MVP player, man. He was better than Jim Weber was. You know, Jim won on the strength of the entirety of the team. Gannon, and so did Gannon really too, but like Gannon was freaking lights out, man. He had that run in there, man, where he was just amazing, but it was short-lived. So, I mean, but technically you could say Plunkett was too. That's an interesting, interesting comment. 
definitely for sure to me it's Stabler one and LaMonica two. Like that's that's slammed because that's those are the guys that literally set the tone at quarterback for the entirety of our organization. Um, you know, back, back think back like LaMonica and the Mad Bomber and all that. That was before these crazy offenses and stuff that we see nowadays. And that's what the Raiders were doing. They literally like invented that stuff. So um so that to me is are the are the top two guys. But then you got, yeah, you got Plunkett, Carr, Gannon. And then I would say Hostetler's probably bringing up the rear on there. But like, but that puts them ahead of a lot of other pretty good quarterbacks. I mean, or does it? Like, I don't know. I mean, it puts them ahead of other guys that that had playoff appearances, at least for the Raiders. So interesting question, man. Good stuff there. Appreciate that. And I would imagine a lot of our lot, I'm a Bay Area guy. And so I imagine a lot of our Los Angeles Raiders fans that grew up LA Raider fans, you're probably a lot more, uh, have a lot more of affinity to a guy like Hostetler than a guy like me who grew up in San Jose, California. Um, now, speaking of that, so I'm a Bay Area guy, grew up in San Jose, relocated to here now in Middle Tennessee is where I live, just outside of Nashville. I'm rocking my Music City Raider Nation shirt tonight. And um, so at the top of this segment, to give respect, thank you, Ryan Miller, for, for the donation. But then also, I want to give respect to some, uh, a group of folks that uh, we had a big freaking challenge go on in our city over Christmas, uh, our city being Nashville. I live just outside of it, but uh, on Christmas morning, so as we're all getting up and, and running there for Christmas morning, a freaking bomb went off. A literal bomb exploded in downtown, and uh, thank God no one uh, was critically injured. There were no casualties. There was an entire block of destruction, but no one died, and no one got, got hurt like again of any significance and the reason why is i want to give props to the first responders particularly the six police officers that went door to door to door and evacuated everybody that lived in that area this bomb that went off was right next to an at&t building and it took out our phone and internet like i have at&t service on my phone uh, the a we have at&t fiber here in the fan cave knocked them both 100 completely out we had no phone for like two and a half days no internet for two and a half days it was actually kind of nice during christmas to not have to be looking at your phone but point being though none of that would have happened without these six officers and so i want to give them a lot of respect and a lot of love i know that you know especially in this last year um our officers have have caught you know a lot of flack in a lot of different areas and this is a perfect example of what they do so amazing to serve us as the public these are you know both genders multiracial like there's there's no line that these officers were a perfect representation of who we are as human beings and they saved all these people's lives and so much respect to them and uh and just the amazing work that they did downtown and so uh so we we are very thankful for them uh today um all right uh next up let me give Holy crap, man. These donations are amazing. All right. Let me give respect to Kevin, the Raider nerd in there. Thank you, Kevin, for that $20 donation. 100%, as you know, goes to the One Nation Foundation. Thank you so very, very much for that donation. Very kind. Kevin is an amazing supporter of what we do here at Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, also Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, with a $50 donation. Like, you guys are blowing me away with these, your generosity. Thank you, Q-Dog. We appreciate you. Q-Dog and Aaron, two of the oldest school guys you can get uh, around here at Raiders Fan Radio. And, of course, Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, is our capo, always leads off our calls, and is an amazing ambassador not only for this show but for Raider Nation. And thank you, Aaron. That is incredibly kind of you. And speaking of guys that are in law enforcement and first responders and all that, there you go. And I know we have a lot more than even just Aaron, but a lot of folks that are that fall in that category so thank you so very very much um 
So speaking of the donations, I want to give props and give respect in this case to also Jesse in Kentucky last week with a monster donation and also Kill Jadis with a couple monster donations. We appreciate you guys. And again, everything you do, because we're never going to lobby you for money, but when you guys, when you do this stuff, like it just freaking like warms my heart. You, you're willing to do that. And so anyways, that's, that money is going to go to the One Nation Foundation. Thank you. All right. Um, another, I got a couple more here. Um, we don't give respect to non-Raiders very often. But I think this is an important moment for us as football fans. And I thought this was an incredibly poignant and profound statement made by one of the most high-profile guys that plays in the league. And if you haven't heard it, I'm talking about J.J. Watt. And he was responding to some comments from reporters about like, um, what do you still have to play for? Like what gets you going? Like, what are you still doing here? You know, the team is awful. Like what gets you motivated to go out there and, and to still play. And a lot of members of Raider nation online really took to this comment because I think it really embodied what we are feeling as fans, as fans of the Raiders. Now, again, this is a Houston Texan, but I gotta, I gotta respect this guy for what he said, man. This is really legit, for especially for such a high-profile guy. Here we go. If you can't come in and put work in in the building, go out to the practice field and work hard, do your lifts, and do what you're supposed to do, you should not be here. This is a job. We are getting paid a whole lot of money. There are a lot of people that watch us and invest their time and their money into buying our jerseys and buying a whole bunch of, shit. and they care about it. They care every single week. We're in week 16. And we're four and eleven, and there's fans that watch this game, that show up to the stadium, that put in time and energy and effort and care about this. So if you can't go out there and you can't work out, you can't show up on time, you can't practice, you can't want to go out there and win, you shouldn't be here. Because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're four and eleven. If you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your hardest, that's bullshit. So that's how I just, I think it's, that's, there are people every week that still tweet you, that still come up to you and say, Hey, we're still rooting for you. We're still behind you. They have no reason whatsoever to, we stink, but they care and they still want to win and they still want you to be great. That's why those people aren't getting paid. We're getting paid handsomely. That's why. And that's, that's who I feel the most bad for is our fans and the people who care so deeply in the city and the people who love it and who truly want it to be great. And it's not. And that sucks as a player to know that we're not giving them what they deserve. Boom. Like that, that really hit me as a fan, man, again, and especially as a Raider fan. And I'm not saying that as a way to lobby criticism towards any one single player or whatever, whatnot, but like, you know, there was some other comments too. I'm not a big fan of this guy, but Booger McFarland made some comments on, on ESPN this week about like players, like, you know, buying into their own brands and like not, you know, bringing it to the team every single day and figuring out ways that they can be better and being better contributors and things like that. You know, and he called out a particular community. It's not my my place to comment on that portion of it, but I would like to comment on it in terms of the entirety of the NFL. I agree with J.J. Watt, and I agree with Booger McFarland. And, like, you know, like this whole notion, man, of, like, players not being able to get up for what this is to them, and that's their business, and that's their job. Like, you know, when we had Compton in studio, man, that was one of the things that we talked to him about is, like, 
You know, it's, it's our job as fans to get caught up in things. It's our job to get caught up in our feelings and get caught up in our frustrations. That's not what their job. And I said this to Will's face. That's not your job. Your job is to go ball out. Your job is to go be a badass. Your job is to work out and to go be the best possible NFL athlete you possibly can be. That's your job. And that's all you should care about the rest of this crap. That's leave that to us, leave it to the fans. So I thought that was incredibly cool of JJ to say that and to acknowledge that because he's right. You know, JJ Watt might not even be a Texan next year. Like he might be, you know, he's got no dead money against their cap. He's 31 years old. Like they might, they're, they're in a rebuild. Like, you know, ask Deshaun Watson if they're in a rebuild. They got rid of all of his great players, old players that were around him. They might get rid of J.J. Watt, too. And you know what? It'd be great if he was a Raider, if we can afford him. But, like, you know, my point being, though, is that, like, he understands. It's a fan thing. He might go on to go play for a different team. Will was a Raider, and now he's a Titan. You think he carries any allegiance to the Raiders? I'm sure he likes the players he played with. And, of course, he stayed buddies with Waller and, like, you know, guys like that. But any allegiance to the Raiders? It's his job. It's our job to stay allegiant. It's our job to stay loyal. It's our job to get in the trenches on this stuff. So anyways, Raider Nation, that's all I got to say on that. Um, really cool stuff there uh, from JJ, and, and I hope some of that kind of resonates with you a little bit. Uh, all right, one more thing to get to respect to, and then we're going to bring in Cousin Sonny. Um, man, I got to give a lot of respect to Michelle Sweat. Michelle, you see her every week in our chat room. She's a frequent contributor to the show. Uh, we've met her live numerous times now, but uh, first time we met her and her family uh, was when they came to our live event when we did uh, a live broadcast from, from the draft. And um, so Michelle does crafts, like I would say, like um, that's bigger than crafts, though. So I want to I give her a lot of respect. I'm going to show you something here, but first I want to give, give you the details on how you can um, – Check out her work, okay? So you can go to inclinedtoimprovise.com. That's inclinedtoimprovise.com. Also on Facebook and the Instagram, inclined to improvise. And you can kind of see there, like it's kind of gothic-y. It's kind of like skulls and stuff, right? It's kind of gnarly looking stuff. Well, check this out. I'm going to switch the camera over to Swag Jeff's camera. Ready for this? Look at a pirate ship she made for the cave. Oh, my gosh. Check that thing out, man. This thing is intense, man. It's so cool. So it's a pirate ship. Oops, I made the strobe light there. I just need to go regular light here. Okay, so she made a pirate ship. Look at it. It's got 77, 81, 84. So those are the three years on the calendar that we won the Super Bowl, right? Okay, if you look in here, look at like behind in there, there's like a shield back up in there. But all the, there's a token right there that's for the to represent the made women, all right? There's all these skulls and like these dudes like hanging out and all this gnarly. Like this is so cool. That's a copy of the Autumn Wind, right? Like you can you can read the Autumn Wind on there. And then look, she even made a spot for Lil Murph. So Lil Murph, he is he is decapted now. He has taken over that ship. And now Lil Murph is commandeered to ship. Look at this right here. She put a French fries the thing and a donkey foot and a freaking bolt for the three division rivals that are walking the plank. Like, how freaking cool is that thing, man? Michelle Sweat, you rock. Thank you so much for that. It's an amazing gift. Um, I'm going to flip it around to where it's going to be on the backside of the fan cave desk. It's going to live right here. If you're, if you're watching the YouTube, you can see where I'm pointing. That thing's going to live right there. Man, that thing is so freaking cool. Um, check her stuff out. Um, 
she can do all kinds of different works and, and, and pieces and stuff. You can see all on the, on the Instagram and, and on her website. And again, that's inclined to improvise.com. And I got to tell you, man, that's one of my favorite things. Like, you know, again, we're never going to solicit you lobby you guys for things, but like all the stuff behind me, like these are all given to us by listeners. Like I don't, I've not sourced any of this stuff. Like, you know, the, the, this, this, uh, that sign is from Ron, the Materator. um, the little Murph and that, that sign up there is from, uh, monster mash. Ken, the Reese Jersey actually came from a game and was given to me by Marcel Reese. The plaque, you can't see the plaque cause it's behind my Wampa Christmas tree, but there's a plaque back there that was, it was made by Paul. Um, Paul in Shropshire sent that to us. The Raider nation banner back here from the London game that was given to me from by King Louis, like, um, the Al Davis sign, that was given to me by Swag Jeff. The Al Davis book down here, that was given to me by Raider Jeff from Dead Pirate Sports. Um, the RFR Live Football, that was from our live event. Like, all this stuff has all been given to us. Like, so we love that kind of stuff. And I will proudly uh, put that on display. Michelle, thank you so much. You rock. Uh, go check her stuff out, Raider Nation. And uh, all right, let's go ahead and hit a break. And then we're going to bring in Cousin Sonny and talk a little bit about the game. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they f***ing put out a banger podcast. Patrick Claybaum with NFL Network here. Hey, folks, I know three things you might like. Do you like football? Do you like the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you like listening to things? I'll add a fourth. Do you like swag? Well, here we got Swag Jeff, Murph, Uncle Mosh. This is Raiders Fan Radio. Whoops. I just hit the wrong one. hit the wrong one there. All right, here we go. So, anyways, we should get uh, Cousin Sonny in here in a minute, and uh, we will talk to him uh, about the game. And so we're waiting for him to call in. Let's go ahead and check in with the chat room here. Uh, see who we got in there. We got Aaron, the Q dog Raider, of course. Aaron, thank you so much for that uh, incredibly kind donation. Uh, James Corbum is in there. Ryan Miller is in there. Thank you, Ryan, for your donations. Uh, Big Easy Watts Raider, Atticus B. Rockin', Greg Salas. Uh, let's see. Uh, where else we got? Raider Critique. What's up, Raider Critique? Uh, Alfred Esparza is in there. Miss Molly is in there. What's up, Miss Molly? Talked to Miss Molly a little bit this week on the, on the, uh, on the socials there. Um, Mr. Beyond is in there. That's a new uh, name to me. Appreciate you, Mr. Beyond, joining us. Uh, Hefe Casey. There you go. He, he's recognizing the French fries. Of course you do, because they look just like your uniforms, Hefe Casey. Um, and, and that, you know, there's probably some ketchup and mustard that you have an affinity to as well. Um, Rogue Code is in there. Rogue Code. What's up, Rogue Code? He, he sees the little Murph uh, on there. Absolutely, man. Little Murph uh, has, has now commandeered that ship that, uh, that Michelle got us. And so we, we appreciate that. All right, cousin Sonny, let's go. All right, I got here. I got one more for, one more thing for you uh, while we're waiting on uh, on cousin Sonny to ring in here. Um, so this Christmas was twelve twenty five twenty, right? Next Christmas is twelve twenty five twenty one. So I'm screaming. Next Christmas ought to be a huge Raider Christmas for all of us because 12 Stabler, 25 Belenikoff, 21 Cliff Branch, you could even throw in 1224, which is New Year's Eve, which could be, of course, most recently it could be Marshawn or Jonathan Abram, but Willie Brown, Charles Woodson, like 
24 is a pretty good number. So I'm calling next Christmas, 12-24-21 and 12-24-25-21 is going to be a very raidery Christmas. And I want to know about what you got, if you got any Christmas gifts uh, this year uh, for Christmas, what Raider gifts you got. I got a couple cool things. I got a whole sleeve of these cups. My boo, Max, Max, she got me these uh, awesome Raiders like stadium cups. And then also, check this out, man. I got this bracelet. All right, I'm going to try to get it up on the camera so you guys can see it. So this bracelet, it's jersey material. Can you see that? Uh, it's like a jersey. And then it's got this hologram tag on it. And so the hologram tag, let me get up on there. This is what I got Christmas morning from Max. Max. There it is. It's, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's got that hologram tag on there. And you take that tag and you go to the website and you plug in the code and it tells you what player and what season, and what jersey this is. So this is from Cooper Carlisle, if you remember him from uh, uh, number 66, offensive lineman for the Raiders, guard. Cooper Carlisle wore this in the 2010 season, and this is the AFL Legacy jersey. Pretty cool, man. So it's, it's really awesome, man. So thank you, Max, for that. And, uh, and what did you guys get, man? I'm uh, really interested to hear. Oh, look at right there. Raider Tommy, he got a Ruggs jersey and a Farrell jersey. That's awesome, man. Very, very cool. Uh, my City, My Game got a tumbler, a hoodie, sweats, truck magnets, socks, and an authentic signed Kenny Stabler picture. That's awesome, man. Right on, man. That, see, that's, yeah. Christmas for, for Raider fans is definitely really fun. And so uh, uh, I'm calling it right now, man. If you hear it anywhere else, you, it, it's it's because we said it tonight on the show. You heard it here first. Next Christmas is the Raider Christmas, 1225-21. All right, Cousin Sonny. Uh, I'm not sure where he's at, so let's go ahead and let's hit a break, and then we will just go ahead and just kind of jump into some of the talk around this Dolphins game. And uh, all right, we'll go ahead and kick it off here, and uh, I'll just hit a quick break. What's up, everyone? This is Maurice Hurst with the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff. Just win, baby. Thanks. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. All right, cousin Sonny says his. Uh, whoops, I'm here. I'm trying to call him there. What? What is that? Oh my gosh! Oh, there we go. All right. Uh, oh, there he is. All right, here we go. Bringing in cousin Sonny. We're gonna talk about the game here. Let me see. Let me get get his his camera going there. There he is. Welcome to show, cousin Sonny. Hey, Mark, how you doing? How you doing? I got four kids. Get off from the nookie. What's my fault? Well, great to be back. Great to have you, man. Great to have you. Talk. Can you turn up your mic a little bit? We're having a little, little bit. You're a little quiet, but uh, but definitely glad to have you back here uh, in the fan cave, as always, cousin Sonny. And uh, of course, we're going to talk all things about the uh, the last. Uh, that yeah. Hey, there you go. What's up, dulcet tones? Did you just call me? Did you just call me quiet? Well, I know you've never been told that in your entire life. That's like somebody saying Rico is unattractive in any way, what shape, form, whatever. <laughs> exactly, right? Doesn't happen. Doesn't, that, 
that's like our defense making a stop. Doesn't happen. Okay. What are we talking about today? All right. So let's talk a little bit. Well, first off, welcome to Raiders Fan Radio. Welcome back to Raiders Fan Radio. How was your Christmas, Sonny? I couldn't call you because the freaking phones, because some whack job blew himself up on freaking Broadway or on 2nd Avenue, downtown Nashville. Uh, my, my, uh, it was a good Christmas spent time with the fam, you know, nice and, uh, small cause of COVID Murph. We're uh, respecting all the boundaries and stuff like that. Sorry to hear about the bomber. What happened with that? What's the deal with that? I haven't talked to you. Oh, well, okay. Well, I, I just told the story a little bit ago already on the show, but so I won't rehash it for the I'll listeners, talk, but talk, I'll talk. the gist of it, some psychopath blew himself up in an RV and destroyed an entire city block in Nashville. And it took out our phones. It took out our um the internet it took out everything related to at&t went down for including 911 for two and a half days it was insane holy smokes that's yeah. intense yeah it was crazy but anyway so people don't want to hear me talk about that or you talk about that they want to hear you and your take now Sonny, just a recap going back to last week now i was sad sacking hard last week i was bummed about that game. You, you weren't even responding in the group chat, man. You were like, I'm not talking. I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm mad at you, Raiders. So I'm going to do this, and I'm going to sit in the corner and be pissed off and not talk about them. But then I got this radio show, and so I'm going to talk about it now. And this is going to be cathartic, and we're going to get through all this together because now, once again, the Raiders have relieved of relieved us with from the burden of being, um, you know, hype about them. We're not expecting anything. We expect them to roll into mile high and get thumped by Drew Locke and his punk ass and and you know what i mean or maybe not you really you expect that no i really don't but my point being though is that it's like you know i was pretty down well at this point now since all that's kind of now i'm just like i just want to lock in enjoy the game for what it is enjoy the fact that it's only going to be one more raider game before we get out of here for the year and then start looking at draft stuff man and so you know I'm such a football junkie, just like you are. Like, when there's less football, it's worse, right? So I'm not looking forward to that. So I'm just going to appreciate it for what it is. Lock into some new storylines, like what we talked about last week. But anyways, but, but in, what, in talking to you last week, you had a higher sense of optimism around what's been going on with the Raiders. You have, and I think you're maybe unique to a lot of members of Raider Nation, just knowing the sphere that we run in and hearing the feedback that, you're not as down on them as what a lot of people are. So, so talk on that, and especially on the heels in this now game against the Dolphins. I owe it all to therapy. I've been in therapy for years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I, I definitely believe there is a post-Raider stress syndrome uh, diagnosis coming. That is my goal as a licensed therapist, is to uh, get a Raider's disorder in the a DSM. Anyway, uh, yeah, Murph, humans make decisions th- through two lenses of life, logic and then emotion. And, and football's challenging. All sports are challenging for me to a certain degree because I think like most of us, eventually our logical brain kicks in, right? Like, you know, we play dress up as grown men going like eventually logic kicks in and we're like, okay, how much can we actually do this and get, get all bent out of shape about it and get all emotion, you know, like, like for me, at least for me, eventually logic kicks in and I, and I find myself like, you know, you know, years ago, I remember, I think it was 2004 or five, somewhere in there. I almost fought my roommate once because of a Raider game. Like I, I was, I was that pissed because <laughs> they had lost. And like, he comes in, he goes, how's the game? I was like, F you. He goes, what's up, bro? I was like, what's up with you? <laughs> like, you know, so, you know, and so, and, and I think sometimes uh, I look at sometimes some of the people I work with, um, and trauma and, and, and I've coined this phrase, it, it like sunburns people. Right. So like, say, say, you know, I haven't seen you in a long time and I, and, I, and you know, you come over and I, hey, what's going on? You know, I give you a pat on the back, whatever, and you're sunburned, right? 
that would really hurt, but I wouldn't know it because I'm doing what I always normally do. And, and you would, because you've been bruised. And, and if you weren't sunburned and we did that, it'd be no big thing. Right. And so the Raiders right now, they're in second place. Our offense is, is really, really good. Like our offense is like really good. Like when you take out the anomaly of the 2016 season with the Raiders, our offense hasn't been this good or efficient since 2010. And before that, since 2002, let's pause a second. You emotional freaking sad sack Raiders fans who've been traumatized <laughs> for many years. Let's just freaking pump the brakes, you jack faces, right? <laughs> like, like, whoa, we're in second place. We beat the mother freaking queefs and quite possibly have prevented them from going undefeated. That's huge in my book. I'll take that. We didn't win the fight, but we blackened an eye. We definitely let them know they were in a fight, right? And we did it. And we did it twice. We were three games away this year from having a, a JV type Pop Warner defensive pass rush, and we'd be right in the mix. We'd be sitting at ten and five, man. Like we're so close. We're so close. Yet all we all we, all I hear is everybody, you know, everything everything is flying. Out, you know. It's like, calm down, man. Like, like this is okay. Like, like look at the look at the numbers. Like, look at the numbers, right? You can't argue against the numbers. You, you can. There's the eye test. There's the emotions. But we have to put in logic eventually. And logic will tell you this: our defense is crap. That is the primary issue. I don't want to hear anything more about Carr. I'm I I I give Carr tons of crap. But he did good this year. He did. He's not fast. That we don't need him to be fast. We need him to throw the ball. And when he did, he did. We have a great offense. Our defense sucks. And if we address anything else but that in the offseason, man, that's going to suck. Now, all that said, all that said, if we roll into this game this week and we play without fight, we play without pride, then everything I said is irrelevant and burn the whole mother effer down. Right on. Okay, right. On. I think that's fair. I think that's fair to look. And I'm Swag Jeff asked me a couple weeks ago if we end nine and seven, even a week ten and six, and miss the playoffs, do I look at this season as a letdown? And I think yes. And I think because consider because the context is where we were at six and three. With remember all the talk, and Mosh said this to me earlier today, and he was dead on. Remember all the talk in the offseason when we were we were all talking about what the Raiders needed to do? And we were like, man, we just got to get through these first five games strong. We got to come out yes. three and two. Yes. We got to come out right because we had such a stacked schedule before the bye week. And it was like, all we got to do is get through that. And then, oh, we got the back half of the season is going to be this. And it's going to be that. All we got to do is just get through this front part and we're going to be fine. Well, we did that. So, like, yeah. Car was playing at an MVP like level. Like, and I'm with you. The car haters, yeah, like he was, dude, for a minute. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say MVP. I wouldn't say I would say he was playing at a at a high level, but not MVP. All right, fair enough. But I he was playing at an incredibly high level in the top third of Agreed. the NFL. Agreed. Okay. He was Agreed. way up on Agreed. the short Agreed. list of very quality uh quarterbacks in the in the league. So and he started checking the boxes. We've been saying that all season. Checking the boxes. Yes. The win at Arrowhead. The win in cold weather. The win on the East Coast. Throwing the a win, deep. Throwing a deep. Yeah. Giving guys a chance. Giving Throw guys. Their, yeah, exactly. Right. Scrambling. Not checking Playing down all win. the time. Playing to win. Playing to win. Like all that stuff, man. Like he was yeah. doing. So yeah. Derek Carr, I think, 
fully needs to be removed from the conversation. I, I look, if you think that that's the reason that we're losing, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Like I, it's you can have your own opinion, but your opinion I is wrong. I cannot talk to you no more. I, it's just I, like, I cannot waste another breath on, on talking to you. It's yet. not sure. he's not the problem, man. Look, could he do some things different? No. Would we like to see the fumbles be less? Of course you would want to see the fumbles be left. Does it drive me nuts that in the game against the Dolphins, he was 0 for 10 on third down, especially on the one where he rolls out to the right and Waller breaks open and Renfro's open sitting down underneath and he turns and throws off his back foot 40 yards downfield, the 95-year-old Jason Witten who's covered. Does that stuff bother me? Yes, but he's a human being. He's not a perfect quarterback. But considering his whole body of work... Derek ate the problem. It's the freaking, I'm with you, Sonny. It's the defense, but play calling too, man. Speak on that and then tell me you don't lose the point. You're just getting ready to say, but then also follow it up with this one's, a, this last one is kind of on John. It's kind of John. It ain't Derek. 100%, 100%. Right? You go. 100%. 100%. Uh, I, I was just going to say something stupid like, you ever hear like a really, well, of course you have, but like, you know, to the audience, whatever. You know, when you hear an Italian say a really good F word, there's nothing sweeter, right? Like when an Italian really gets into it, like a oh, mother, ew, yeah. You're like, it's just like, it just like resonates deep to the soul like a bass note does. If Derek Carr just gave one of those, like, let's get this, yay, right win today, you know? Like, man, that'd be so cool. Anyway, it's just funny to hear a Derek. Well play, play, hey, a well-timed uh, F-bomb went into the workplace. I'm, can't I'm, beat it. You can't beat can't it. Can't beat it. And I'm not a super potty like mouth. A well placed beer at the end of a hot work day in the sun. Yeah. Hey man, dude. You know it's funny. We get all <laughs> we get a little more potty mouth when we all start getting around each other, going to games and stuff, and we're having the beers start flowing oh, yeah. or whatever. We get we get a little potty mouth. But for the most part, like we don't. But like, but in the workplace, like every once in a while, I'll be like, you know what? Boom, and like drop it, and it's like it gets everybody's attention. You know what I mean? So I'm with you on that. It would be yeah. cool to see yeah. Carr drop that kind of fire. So tell me yeah, about when I come home from those trips and we drop an F bombs. My wife goes, "What do you think you're on the Sopranos?" Like, I'm not sure. Okay, anyway, so moving on. Yeah. This last, this last loss, hundred percent on John Gruden. Don't don't get freaking cute, bro. You know, you remember that article a long time ago in in the Wired magazine where it talked about how uh, it was a receiver on the on the Broncos who purposely ran out the clock by doing the Madden thing when he could have scored and he ran uh, horizontal to oh, the goal line. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. And they talked about the influence of Madden in the game, and and that was the first instance we really seen. Because pr- prior to that, everybody did it in video games, but you never did it in real life. You never intentionally saw somebody do that. At least I don't recall. Do you ever seeing somebody like stop at the one yard line? Do you have you ever did you ever see that? I, I like feel 10, like 20, it's 30 that's, years ago? I, yeah, I feel like that started like in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, that we didn't like. Yeah. I don't remember so, as a kid watching football seeing people not score and and something interesting yeah, yeah it's something interesting about that too i was watching nfl network yesterday and melissa stark and john madden have maintained their friendship since john's retired and melissa stark was working the game for the raiders in las vegas john madden texted melissa stark and said why didn't they score melissa when when you got the all-time greatest coach in raider history saying, hey, why didn't you score there? Like, look, I get the strategy. I know you gave him the ball with 19 seconds. I get all that, but I don't understand taking a knee, and I don't understand that if you don't have faith in your defense, why not make the offense of the Dolphins have to drive the length of the field and score a touchdown? I'm pretty sure we could hold them to that. Like, but instead, one fluke no, play no, game over? Gosh, you're, you're missing it. You're okay. missing it. All right. 
I mean, what's Gruden, what's Gruden supposed to do? Trust our defense? <laughs> I mean, like, like seriously, like, well, I agree. It's on Gruden, 100% on Gruden. But put yourself in Gruden's head. You just basically, you know, lost to the Chargers uh, on the last second. You lost to the Chiefs in overtime. Y- your defense got blown out by, what was it, Tennessee a couple weeks ago? Your defense, this tonight, they're playing like crap. They well, haven't was Atlanta, to stop you anything. The Falcons we got blown out by. What's it? The Falcons. Yeah, yeah, the Falcons. Uh, sorry. Um, and and so, you know, like, okay, I, I could see where Gruden – I could see where the thought would come into his head. Let's just tell Jacobs not to score. I, I, I can understand his thought process, but it was 100% wrong. I said it in the group chat. I said, what the hell is he doing? Anytime coaches try to get too cute with football, because at the end of the day, football is I'm tougher than you. I'm going to score more points than you, period. Try and stop me. And when you get away from that mentality, you become weak. And in that moment, Gruden became weak and he was playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And that's why we lost the damn game. Amen, dude. What Herm Edwards, man, said it best. You play to win. You well, Actually, he said it. You play to win the game. Play to win. Uh, you play know what I mean? But that's what yeah. you got. Like this, like. You know, Al Davis once said, like, our goal is not to win. Our goal is to dominate. Like, and that's what dominate. we ex- dominate. Yes. Not yes. just beat you, not yes. win by a close game. Dominate. Not play not oh. to lose and hope the clock runs out. No. Oh. Dominate you. Put up oh. as many points as possible. You turn I, the ball over, I'm going to throw a freaking 50-yard bomb on you to punish you for turning the ball first over. First play. Like, Absolutely. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's that old school Davis, you know? And and I think that's I think that's who Gruden is, too. I honestly do. I just think he got caught up in the moment, and he knows his defense freaking sucks. And so he tried to go, okay, defense I know you suck and you can't stop anybody in a minute and 21 seconds. So I'm going to take a gamble and hope you can stop somebody in night. Oh, F I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? man? It's unbelievable. He took a good gamble. He took a good gamble. It was a good gamble. It was the wrong gamble. You know, I feel so bad. I rooted for, and I know a lot of folks have, I rooted for Arden key, man, a lot. I thought that, you know, he was a little maligned coming out of LSU but, you know, just the, the body type, like the whole, like, he kind of was like, oh, this could, he's like that, you know, that new school pass rusher, that long, lanky, Alden Smith-looking kind of guy. You know, I was like, okay, this guy might take a year or two, but he'll develop, man. He'll turn into something. He just hasn't. He hasn't, man. I would root for him so much because he was like, for the past couple of years, he's like 10 inches away from making a play. Like, he's always just... A li- just a half a step slow before he's getting somebody to, to well, the he ground. Was five, he was five fingers too close this game. I know. And then the one time we hear his name, he rips freaking Fitzpatrick's head off. And it's like, damn, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, it was, it was that was the ultimate come on, man. It was like, and Damon Arnett turning his man loose on a freaking, when, like, come, like, Speaking of Herm, oh, hello, dude. no, hello, no, no one's what are you... talking about that, dude. Why? No one's talking about that, John. Well, that except for the, the idiots that are blowing him up on Instagram underneath pictures of his kids, like idiot Raider fans. Stay off the freaking social media and yeah, don't don't, do don't chase the players down on their social that, media. That play right there, but that play was awful. Talk about lack of awareness, right? Lack Big awareness. time lack of awareness. It's like don't turn your man loose. Don't you play in the underneath route? Really? Come on, really? You're playing a flat uh, route, dude. Come on. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. So, yeah. Somewhere, th- Travis Jonathan <laughs> Carey is very upset by that play. <laughs> Somewhere. He is pissed. Trevor <laughs> Joseph Carey. and He's his, in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> his now brown uniform is looking at that play going, oh, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was rough, dude. So, anyways, all right. Well, while we got okay, wait, 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 wait. Right, right. How come nobody's talking about now? All of a sudden, now there's a new, now there's a new, uh, a new name, a new game. The Raiders are now famous for. Oh, what are they calling it? What's the nickname now? Well, you know, fa- face mask. You know, I mean, there's you know yeah. the, the throw, the you throw, know? yeah. Uh, Fitzpatrick with his face being ripped this way completes that pass. Like, come on, man. What are the odds of that happening? You Unbelievable. Know? Uh, well, you <laughs> know, and you know what? Imagine this. Just. I was gonna say, imagine, imagine being John Gruden in that moment, in that like. Oh, up, well, just being like in his head, able to it's like that would be so fascinating. Say that again, Sonny. We lost you for a second. Oh. Uh, it would be fascinating to me if you could like sit inside of Gruden's head in that moment and like listen in to what's going through his head and his mind as this is unfolding through his head. Is he like just going, how much longer do we like get out of here? Freaking Gunther. What, you know, like <laughs> what's going on in his process? <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Um, it's, like, who, who's he cussing out, you know, in his head? Or he oh, going, he's cussing out everybody in the locker room. I promise on, you that man. after that game. And you know, when you, and, and, yeah. and just, you know, insult to injury, then Mahomes goes, Oh, I thought my look, my no look pass was good, right? Yeah. And it's just like, oh my gosh, man, come on! Like, it's like these are the things that it's like only the Raiders. It was like it's just like the last game in Oakland, First. last game in Oakland against the Jacksonville freaking Jaguars, Jaguars of all teams, and Keelan Doss, the Oakland kid, the Alameda kid has a chance to catch a pass in the end zone to win the game for the Raiders and walk off the field and celebrate with Raider Nation to be the hero of the city, of the town. And it clanks off his face. It literally hits him in the face and falls to the ground. Like, that's the Raiders. Like, it's it's unbelievable, dude, on what's been going on lately. And, like, and I feel bad because I I put up a, a tweet also after the game, and I said, thanks, Raiders. Here's to another offseason of us living in the past. And while I got a lot of responses on that, people like sharing some of their... What, are you going to play your CDs again? Well, <laughs> I know, right? Well, you know what's funny, though? And this is where I really... my my. <laughs> You're like, you're like that 80 year old grandpa listening to the same CDs over and over again, going, one day it'll happen again. One day. Hey, man, I'm spinning that vinyl, man. That's how old, that's how long it's been since we uh, freaking had Raider highlights. I'm spinning the vinyl on the freaking, on the cabinet just, uh, record player downstairs. But here's the thing, though, and this is what made me feel so bad for a lot of members of Raider Nation. There's so many people that were like, well, that's great for you, Murph. I don't have any memories of the Raiders being great. And I'm like, Oh my gosh! I'm not only have one now. I'm I'm that old, but so the Raiders, it's been that long. It was 37 <laughs> years ago we won our last Super Bowl. 37 years, or actually that's, 36 years technically, but that's still. What I'm saying everybody's freaking out. Like, calm down. Like, like, like. Here's a question I had, Murph. We we we've been bad for so long. Like, just what you were saying. Take out take out 2016. It's safe to say that was an anomaly. Agree. Agreed. Um, last second plays, Dread Pirate Roberts game, two point conversion to yeah, yeah uh, against the Saints. Big, the, big ball Del Rio that year, right? B- absolutely, yeah. he was Riverboat was, uh, 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 Jack. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. So that and then prior to that, 
the the best chance we had at doing anything successful was the 2010 season, right? Remember that was with Campbell. We beat everybody in the division, finished eight and eight. Remember that year? Absolutely. Heck yeah. I think that was probably we had a better team then than we did in 2016, I think. Because That's if, what I'm was, saying, right? if so, Jason so Campbell those, doesn't get hurt, go ahead. if Jason Campbell doesn't yeah. get hurt, well, we win a playoff game. No mm-hmm. doubt. No, that that mm-hmm. team was phenomenal. If Derek Carr, if Derek Carr doesn't get hurt, 2016, we win a playoff game, right? Absolutely. So those, those two years kind of have the same kind of outcomes, right? So then, at a, take out those two years, we've sucked since 20, 2003. Four wins, five wins, four wins, two wins, four wins, five wins, five wins, eight wins, eight wins, four wins, four. Right? Like we don't win a lot of games. So so excuse me, Raiders fan. When was it okay for Raiders fans to complain about second place? And beating the champs. This is what I'm saying. Like, when did we shift from being the laughing stock to now we have these expectations of of playoffs? And if we don't win the playoffs, we're the worst team in the league and fire everybody. Like, slow down. Like, when did we go from like having actual real expectations other than just not being the laughing stock of the league? Like, Raiders need to check themselves. Our team sucks. Our organization sucks. We're just getting some footing and some stability in us finally after so many years of sucking. Finally. And, and now it's like starting to like, all right, let's figure this out. So let's get our defense better and figure this out. But you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like when did the threshold all of a sudden be, if it ain't the playoffs, burn it all down? Well, I think it became, well, at least for me, I'll speak for myself. For me, it was this year. Like, you know me, and I've used that term you know, you and I have been podcasting together long enough. You've heard me use that term. Thank you, Raiders, for relieving me of the burden of expectation. Now I can just enjoy the last 12 weeks of the season and not have to worry about it because you're literally out of it that early, right? Like, how many times have we explored that notion? You know, how many times you famously have said, like, the thing I love about Raider games is that after about 30 minutes, I can kind of go on and do something else because it's already over. Like, right? Like, Sunday nap after the second quarter. I get a nap. Yeah, yeah, second quarter, yeah, yeah. I can you know, crash out, right? So, like... I think what changed for me was that there's been this slow ramp up under Gruden that I thought finally was. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Say that again. The slow ramp up since Gruden. Okay. Okay. That I thought finally ramp up. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's clearly been a ramp up. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's been a ramp up. And I mean, I was at the very first game that Gruden coached on his return against the Rams. On uh, Monday Night Football, and everybody had all these expectations and all the, the dynamic between the McVeighs and the Grudens and blah, 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 blah. And we got punked. I watched Marcus Peters grab his junk on the way into the end zone after picking off Derek Carr. Like, it was a rough game. That was a tough place to start. And to go from where we were then to where we were in week 10 of this season, that was an incredible ramp up for this football team. Yes. So my expectation shifted because I thought, okay, we finally are relevant again. Now, if the Raiders would have, I don't want to excuse their way that they finished or the way that they finished in terms of record, but to go from that point to where we are now in the fashion that we did. And that's the part that drives me nuts. We didn't get beat by the Steelers. We didn't get beat by the Packers. We didn't get beat by the Titans. That's fair. We didn't get that's beat fair. by the fair. best fair. teams in the NFL. We got beat by the goddamn Falcons and the Chargers. Like, these are teams that are chumps, and we've clearly demonstrated we could play with the best of the best. So, like, to go from that to where we were in the conversation, we had returned to relevance to then, oh, nah, rug out from under you, back down to the bottom, you suck again. Like, that is that I think is what got us as Raider fans. It was too jarring. 
it was too sudden where it was like if this would have been what? a slow um, roll to eight and eight, like, all right, whatever. But it wasn't that. We were freaking killing it. So what was it then? Cause cause you're right. That 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 sting uh has hurt. If it was a if it was a scratch, claw, nail biter, eight and eight season, we could be okay with that. Yeah, I think um, that's it. The num- numbers do numbers do lie because you may end up eight and eight, but how you got there tells a different story, right? And so this eight and eight, if we if we end up eight and eight, right? We that's what I'm saying. We got to come in and win this Sunday. <laughs> if we end up eight and eight, this will feel a lot worse than that Campbell season did. I think at eight and eight. But what do you think it was, Murph, that caused us to lose four or five games and need a hail mary to beat the Jets? Because you're right, that was a pretty distinct fall off. Well, I think I, th- I think there's a lot. I mean, we could go down the list of excuses. Uh, What's but the I, biggest? What's the biggest? What's the biggest factor? I think inj- percentage in- injury slam. slam but we'll just say unavailable players. Whether that's due to COVID restrictions or due to injury, I think that by your best far, ability is availability. Absolutely, and I always say like you never want to judge players when they're injured. Like and like Damon Arnett made a bad choice when he decided to let dude, you know, go down the sideline unattended. But aside from that, any of the question in his play, I think it's been related to injury. I mean, clearly that's been the case with our offensive line this year. You know, clearly not like when you got Dallin Levitt as a starting safety because no one else is available. That's a problem. Like I like Dolan Levitt. He lives here okay. in Nashville. But like okay, so. he's not an NFL caliber starting safety in the league. He's a nice special teamer and he's a good rotational guy once in a while. But if that guy's your starting safety, that's a problem. And that's been because of injuries and that was because of COVID protocol. So like, you know, I think that was so the if biggest. injuries if injuries are the biggest problem, how is that Gruden's fault? It's I think it's his fault because I think what, what Gruden has fallen into and what a lot of high profile coaches fall into is that they don't, they rely too much on their scheme, their plan. And I don't freaking watch enough film and understand the X's and O's. Like I know from being a, you know, community college football player and an NFL or or, or a freaking high school football player. And like, and, and, and coaching youth sports, that's the limit of my football knowledge. So I have an understanding of the game and how it functions and all that. But in terms of like what the Raiders do play in and play out, shoot, I don't know. But, but here's what I will say though, is that um, if you're married to your thing as a coach and you have, and you think that you're going to just plug and play people and rely on your thing, on your scheme, I think that's a mistake. And like, now we didn't see it this year, but if you look at the, the what the genius of Bill Belichick is, is that he's going to take what he's got and he's going to craft something to fit it. He's going to work on what the pieces that he has based on injury, based on availability, based on the opt-outs, whatever the case may be. He's going to structure his plan based on who he's got. I don't see, I don't think John Gruden has that in him. I think he's more of a, here's the way that we do it, and these are the guys that we're going to plug in to do it my way. I think that's the thing. Now, if you have enough time, you have enough runway, you can build a team to do things your way. But in the short term, when you have to adjust, like, they're not good adjusters. I don't see the, the Raiders are great in the first quarter. We're great in the third quarter. We suck in the second and fourth. Why? Well, maybe we're not adjusting the way that we should. Like, and I just, I think that on the fly, in game, play calling, like, I think that it can be questioned fairly. Again, not like I can do better, 
But I think that as a fan, it's fair for us to question what Gruden's doing with the offense and what he's allowing his coordinators to build for the players that they have. Well, I'll 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 challenge you there. I wouldn't I wouldn't question him on a thing with the offense. I I I give Gruden a A on the offense. We can play with anybody. We can hang with anybody. We can score with anybody. We've proven that. So offense, I got no qualms about it. Is it is it my style of offense? Do I want to see it? Is it too slow at times? Yeah, all that's true. But he gets results. I, I can't argue against it, right? The defense, I'll say, I, I agree with you. I think the Gunther thing, I think that was a, a good old boy gone bad. You know what I'm saying? I think that was a we're buds, we're friends. Hey, come do this. It'll be fun. Come back in the league. All right, cool. And I think it was a how do you fire your friend type situation. And I think it finally got too bad where John had to pull the trigger. And I'm glad that happened. Now, I think it'll be interesting who they bring in next. Will it be a Gruden buddy or will it be somebody brand new that can say no to Gruden? Because who can they bring in that can tell John, I got it? Wade Phillips. Like, I think that's a very important point because, look, I we love Coach Olson, Ole, right? We met him at the Blitnikoff Foundation. Yeah, good guy. I, I met him at good the guy. Senior Bowl a couple years ago. The only guy – I met just about all the Raiders coaches. All the Raiders, you know, from – Brenton Buckner, I met Mike Mayock, I met John Gruden, I met um, Paul Gunther, I met every like Rich Basakia, I met everybody. Boy, Murph, Murph you sure get around. Hey, the, the, <laughs> Michael Jackson. tour over there. Michael Jackson and Frank Sinatra told me one time not to name drop, but um, so, <laughs> but the only guy that took time to like but they're dead, so they can't hear you now. No, they can't hear me now. They, <laughs> they, they stopped. The only one that stopped was was Olson. He stopped and he goes. Hey, what's Murph Fan Cave? Tell me about that. What do you do? You're sitting there eating a popsicle. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. ask me all about yeah. our stuff. And like the nicest freaking guy in the world. But he's really an extension of John Gruden. He's a guy that helps John Gruden, you know, kind of formulate, um, you know, Correct. plans, game plans, right? Evaluate but, it, talent. But, but it works. Their, their but symmetry it, works together, but, right? But, but it works. It works. Right. But so here's what I think. But the, the thing I like about Mayock, and I think the difference in dynamic between those two guys is that Mayock calls a shot. Like Mayock can, Josh Jacobs is a Raider because of Mike Mayock, not because of John Gruden. Mike Mayock put together a cut up of Josh Jacobs and said, here's a guy we need to take in the first round. You figure, we'll figure out where we're going to get him, but this is a guy we need to get in the first round of this draft. And sure enough, look, it's worked out great, right? So I think the next guy that comes in as defensive coordinator needs to be that kind of bona fides. It needs to be that kind of guy that can swing that big of a hammer to where he can 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 stand up a little bit to John. And I think, frankly, that's where John works best. Because if you can match his intensity, you can match his knowledge. Or who? If you can, John Gruden. If you can match John's intensity, if you can match his yeah. work ethic, if you can match his dedication, then I think he respects if you stand up to him. And so if you got a guy like Wade Phillips, maybe even a Raheem Morris, that could be a little bit more of a buddy type thing because they got history together. But if you got a guy that's got a track record, I think that there's a little bit, you know, like a Gus Bradley, I don't know, like whoever, somebody that's got bona fides for running a defense, I think the championship bona fides, I think that's the kind of guy you can bring in that can really be effective. I, that's just my opinion. I don't know. What say, what say you? And then we got to get going here in a minute. But what do you, what do you think on that? Uh I don't. I don't care if it's a if it's a if it's a has been if it's a, a current if it's a, an up and comer. They have to be able to tell John Gruden no. 
And I, I think John Gruden is is like this huge ball of energy. And if Mike Mayock and Mark Davis, um, kind of like a kid with ADHD, if they put on the guideposts for him, then I think Gruden can can wreak havoc in the league. But I think Gunther thing blew up in his face. I think his offense is kicking the butt right now. Um, when you look at the overall rank of points, plus or minus, we've gone up every year. So when he first came in 2018, we were 31st. 2019, we were 27th. This year, we were 21st. And again, if our defense was even a little bit better, we, we, we would be in this thing, man. In 2018, we were, we were last in the division. 2019, we were third. 2020, we were second. So there are good things happening. <clears throat> I just want to implore Raider Nation not, not to freak out. We need to get a guy in defense who can tell John Gruden no. If we can do that, I'm confident, man. I, I think we can do playoffs next year. Right on, man. Well, I if we get it, get get the defense shored up. It all depends on the defense, man, I think. Right on, man. I think that's a fair point, Sonny, and I, and I, I appreciate your, uh, your your takes tonight, man. That's good stuff. That's good balanced stuff, as always. And, uh, man, it was fun getting you back in here in the fan cave last week and tonight. Uh, no exception, man. This has been awesome, man. It has been a good Raider, Raider conversation here, man. And, and uh, that's not to diss the, the, the two gentlemen that always join me each and every week here in the fan cave, but, but bringing your insight what, what, on this what? and your that take on this. That old guy who can't say no to a donut and that guy who's been a Raiders fan for six months? Come on. I can't stand my Raider knowledge. Oh, I man. Well, well, you know, it's fun. It's full circle, man. It's fun because, you know, you and I started this whole thing way back when, and it's always good to get you in here, man. This has been awesome. Uh, I know the chat room has been oh, lighting yeah, up, man, yeah. the whole time there. So so thank you, Cousin Sonny, man. Appreciate you. Uh, before you get out of here, man, you got something to plug. Uh, tell us about your New Year's. Like, well, of course, I played you some of your beats there at the top of the show, and uh, your beats, you can hear all that stuff on a hey, lot of our – some of my beats. You got some of my beats. I got – I got some new beats for you. I got some new beats. You got some new beats. Well, I, and I and I feature uh, yeah, a lot of that stuff good, on man. our on our uh, voiceovers. And so tell them about that. Tell tell Raider Nation something about you, man. Hello. Is this well, thing on? I, uh, I don't know what to say. Quite quite the intro there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good. I uh, started my own business this last year. Opened it up a uh, counseling business for at-risk youth. Been working for organizations for quite a while for doing that. I'm gonna start doing my own thing this year. Uh, I made it a goal, Murph. I wear a Raider snapback hat every session I have, and thus far, it's it's been an over-the-top success. People walk in and go, "Oh, nice, a regular guy," and uh, right. it's been cool. So, so Raider Nation, every day a kid comes into counseling up here in Oregon, they're seeing a Raiders fan, and it's pretty cool. So uh, keep keep moving, keep grooving. And uh, eight and eight, and if they don't, burn it all down. <laughs> right on, man. All right, Raider Nation, there he is, Cousin Sonny, man. Thank you so much, Sonny, for jumping in here and, uh, and, and joining me in the fan cave. And uh, All right, we're going to go ahead and hit a couple breaks, and then it will be time for the Sea of Fans Mailbag. Hey, Raider Nation, I just want to say hello. This is Pastor Mondo of NathanMinistry.net. You're listening to Raider Fan Radio. Uncle Marsh, my brother, just win, baby. Nobody enjoyed a good Donnybrook more than sixth-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. 
All right, once again, appreciate Cousin Sonny, man. That was fun. Good conversation with him. And I appreciate everybody joining us live in the chat room on the YouTubes. Uh, YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. Ryan Miller is in there. Ron the Materator. W. Woods is in there. Anthony Provencio is in there. Watts Raider. Uh, let's see who else we got. Storm is in there. Uh, Franklin83, Kill Jadas, Pirate1975, Lee B, Lencho, Big Easy. Uh, appreciate all of you joining us, as always, uh, for this episode number 191 of Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the, uh, the Sea of Fans mailbag. This is where we hear from you, Raider Nation. So for those of you that are new listeners to the show or new watchers of the show, if you're on the Facebook, if you're on the Twitter, if you're on the Twitch, uh, or, or even if you're new to the YouTube, um, we feature your calls and your emails. You can reach us two different ways here. You can call the show, 909-345-3346, or you can send us an email at show, that's S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. And if we read your email an indefinite amount of times, or if we play your voicemail three times here on the show, you become a made man or a made woman. And uh, and so we, uh, we like to honor our, our frequent callers that way and... We have a newly crowned made man tonight. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and, uh, and, and, and hit the music here, and then we will get to some emails. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. All right, as I mentioned, you can email the show, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That is S-H-O-W at RaidersFanRadio.com. And the first emailer we have tonight is Pirate1975. He has, I had, he has, he says, I had about eight paragraphs of ranting and bitching, but I realized it doesn't matter at this point. So I picked out a few highlights. Here we go. This organization does not deserve you. Thank you for everything, Darren Waller. Eight and eight is not a winning season, Gruden. When does it end? The Raiders are the new Bengals. Thanks for drafting based on character and not skill, Mike Mayock. I am boycotting the final game. P.S. Antonio Brown is in the playoffs. Still frustrated. Pirate 1975, two times sizzling, made man. All right, appreciate you for that. And listen, you know, um, I know it's tough. I know, I, I know it's, it's, it's absolutely tough uh, when, you're, when your team is struggling. But just remember, man, like, it's not about the performance on the field always. Like, I, no, look, we all root for that. I, I don't want the team to be losers. I don't want them to be 500. It drives me nuts, too, when we're terrible. But just, like, remember the community of Raider Nation. I'm glad to see Pirate 1975 is in the chat room tonight. And just remember that, man. Like, that, because Raider Nation, as I mentioned earlier, never takes an L. Now, that said, what he mentioned about Al Davis, and he included an audio clip here. This is very cool. 500 is never the goal. Nine and seven, frankly, isn't the goal either. But five hundred is never the goal. Ask the man. Ask Al Davis. If that's not being a loser in in our world, I don't know what is coming five hundred. That's never been my goal. There you go. He calls it right there. If you're not first, you're last, right, Ricky Bobby? Five hundred is being a loser, and uh, Al Davis was no loser. Uh, so anyways, yeah, interesting, interesting there. And I appreciate the email from pirate 1975. All right, next up our buddy, Jesse in Kentucky, Jesse with the bomb freaking donation last week. Thank you, Jesse. 
He says, evening, fellas at RFR. Sorry it's been a minute since my last message, but COVID threw a wrench into all of our lives. We had a schedule change in our lives, so even though I've not been watching live, I've been listening to the show each and every week. Just wanted to say thank you for putting out a great show each and every week. It's helped with mine and my family's morale through this difficult period. So again, thank you for the much-needed distractions. You're very welcome, Jesse. Thank you, brother. Uh, my Christmas gift was going to be a Babbel subscription for Swag Jeff after he had so much trouble reading our emails. However, he seems to have figured it out, so I donated my money instead to the One Nation Foundation. Right on. Keep safe and healthy, and thank you again for everything. Proud made man, Jesse Perkins, Jesse in Kentucky, a.k.a. the Refrigerator Raider. Thank you, Jesse, man. Appreciate that. And he says, P.S., Hudson got screwed again for the Pro Bowl. Amen. Like, what does Roddy Hudson have to do? He's literally the blessed, the, the blessed, that too, the best player at his position on our team. And he's probably, if you're telling me, look, he's the best center in football, my opinion. If you're telling me he's not even the third best center in football, you're freaking wrong. Like, that's so ridiculous that Rodney Hudson cannot make a Pro Bowl. Anyways, but the Pro Bowl's a sham. So is the freaking Hall of Fame. Because until Cliff Branch, I will pound the desk. Oops, don't make it. Oop, whoop, what I do? I pound the desk too hard, made a bunch of noise. Uh, I will pound the desk on that. Until Cliff Branch is a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, you're wrong. And your institution is a sham. Um, evening, fellas. Hope, all your, hope you're all well. Uh, I won't tell you who this is from because you'll know who it's from when I hit the sound bite at the end of this email. Evening, fellas. Hope you're all well. First this week, best wishes to Swag Jeff and family. Hopefully everybody is feeling better. Also, to everyone in the Nashville area that's been affected by last week's events. Thankfully, it wasn't as serious as it could have been, but nonetheless, a dreadful incident. All right, I can't avoid it any longer. Let's talk about the Dolphins game. I think the last time I felt this flat was when DC broke his leg. Christmas and New Year were ruined then as well. The definition of hope is feeling of expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen, and deja vu is a feeling of already experiencing the present situation. Those are overriding game day emotions at the minute. Maybe it's time we added those to our list of official Raiders sayings, along with just win, baby, and commitment to excellence. We saw some great plays, some bad plays, mistakes, strange play calls, frustrating and inefficient red zone football, and 0 for 10 on third down. All that, and we still nearly won the game. We also saw the same players, by and large, shine more than others, namely Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Rodney Hudson, and Nelson Aguilar. Now, the above statement was for the Dolphins game, but applies to any of the previous 14 games as well. In simple terms, inconsistency and mistakes. That's why we're not going to the playoffs again this year. Sonny called it perfectly on last week's show, a 10 or 15% increase in defensive efficiency, and we're headed to the postseason. There are a lot of good things happening, though, and it's important to remember, even though it's difficult after the recent run of games, things always look worse after the defeats. There's no doubt that we saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sadly, there were no hero Clint Eastwood, heroes like Clint Eastwood to save the day. Here's the good. Derek Carr and Darren Waller linked up really well, and Waller was outrageously good. What an achievement it is for him to be only seven catches away from breaking the great Tim Brown single-season single franchise record of 104 receptions. The bad. Let's just say the last 19 seconds and leave it there. The ugly. 
a certain section of Raider Nation that is, takes their criticism to a very personal level. Amen. Shame on you if you're messaging players on their Instagram under pictures of their kids about their gameplay. I saw some pretty nasty comments on social media. Oh, here we go. Paul, you're the best. I saw some pretty nasty comments on social media aimed at Damon Arnett that included his son at one point, totally uncalled for and unnecessary. Absolutely. And again, shame on you if you're doing that. Uh, everybody's entitled to an opinion, but let's keep it constructive. Yeah, call the show. Like, rant here. Send me an email. I'll read it, and thousands of people will hear you. Like, that's this is the place to vent. Like, not at the players directly. The guy's just freaking posting pictures of his kids, and you're taking a run at him? Like, come on, man. Class it up. Um, I know the disappointment and frustration is at a boiling point around the nation right now. The love runs deep, the passion is real, and the hurt still takes days to get over. But personally, I'd rather focus on winning in Denver first before having my say on what should happen next. The 2-6 and six home record? How accountable is John Gruden? How accountable is Mike Mayock? What players should we drop? What areas do we need to address? All relevant questions I've seen being discussed already on numerous platforms, and they need to be answered, but there will be plenty of time to do it after Sunday. So let's beat the donkeys first and go out on a win. Happy New Year, RFR family. Stay safe. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, Paul Edgerton, at Paul Edgerton Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, and five-time, 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 plus one winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Paul! 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 Paul. 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 All right, appreciate you, Paul, man, always anchoring down the email segment of our show. And so we're going to get into the voicemails. And uh, before I do, I want to remind you that we always award a Sizzler Award to the best emailer or phone caller of the week. we got a lot of voicemails to get to tonight. Um, so uh, great emails from uh, Pirate 1975, Jesse in Kentucky, and, of course, Paul. Um, and, uh, and so we award a Sizzler. So that's the best one of, uh, of the, the call or email of the show. Mosh usually awards that. But in Masha's absence, Swag usually awards that. Well, in Swag's absence, it lands on me. Well, kind of something, something I stumbled upon last week was that instead of me just picking one, I reacted to the chat. Now, it's hard for me to keep up with the chat, especially on nights when I'm here by myself um, because I'm doing so many other things. Um, like I keep forgetting to look at the camera. I, I'm doing so many other things. I forget to like look at the chat and see what's going on in the chat room. But I can see out of my peripheral, like when something cool happens, like the chat starts lighting up, right? Whenever we're hitting on a particular topic or something cool comes up, like the chat starts scrolling faster. So uh, I will keep an eye on that. And whatever you guys think should be the sizzler, that's what I'm going to try to keep up with and do a, a, at least an adequate job. So by applause... Your response in the chat room tonight uh, in the YouTube, we're going to award the Sizzler. All right. So we start off the voicemail segment always with the capo. Um, you can call and leave your voicemail at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. 
Leave us a message, and if we play it three times on the air, you become a made man or a made woman, and we have a new made man tonight, which is going to be great. And um, uh, but, but anyways, uh, the made men and the made women, uh, the, they're the leader of that crew. Every crew needs a captain, and he is our captain. He is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Greetings, Don America, Siglary, Mosh, Underboss, Sonny, Sergeant Arms, the Sizzler, Big Raider Trucker, Mojo for When the Universe Speaks, Ramon the Mean King, Swag Jeff, Ron the Mater Raider, Nation, Itchy Capo, and newly crowned fantasy football league champion from the Raider Fan Radio League of Record. Now, back to reality. The Raiders have once again crapped the bed in epic fashion. You know, unreliable depth and no D caught up to us yet again. The best the Raider Nation can hope for is an 8-8 eight and eight finish. And, you know, if we really pull back and think about it, 8-8, eight and eight, after all, technically is progress. But as much as it annoys me to hear the Raider fans dump on our team, it is refreshing to see that the nation is holding our leadership and players accountable for their collective emotional investments. To be clear, 2020 has sucked on and off the field. Chucky is rightfully to be blamed for the season, you know, for his – I guess long-lasting and and too long devotion to Paul Gunther and his inability to make in-game adjustments. Uh, the statement, uh, honestly, I remain loyal because Chucky has remained loyal. No excuses. I see how the losses have hurt him, and, you know, I, I can't discount that. Now, going into the offseason, we all know that, uh, fixing the defense will be a priority. Nonetheless, the team needs uh, to look possibly for drafting a, a guard in the mid to uh, late rounds. Uh, here are two uh, under-the-radar prospects I'd like to put out there. Under Cable's coaching, I think they might be able to thrive. Uh, enter Alex Millett from Marshall and Vincent Bacazzi of Temple. Per uh, pro football focus, uh, these guys rate out pretty well. Bikazi played in 426 snaps in 2020. His biggest strength, obviously, is pass blocking. He graded out at 88.7 for the year. Conversely, Mollett's strength uh, was also in the pass blocking game, but, you know, he graded out at 89.2. Overall, Mollett is probably the more polished and rounded prospect with a 77.8 rating overall. The way I look at it, and having talked to my brethren, um, we need to go all defense this particular draft. One guard take your pick. Our collective focus remains on the 2021 NFL draft and the selection of a proven defensive coordinator. Again, here are the finalists, I guess, uh, that I put out there. Marinelli, Wade Phillips, Dan Quinn, and Raheem Morris. Besides defensive play, which improved to piss poor overall based on maximum effort garnered by the motivational stylings of former Marine Rod Marinelli, our defense led by you know, uh, 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 not even the best of the best or second-tier talent, but, you know, let, let's just get off the defense because um, our offense, led by D.C. 4, cannot manage to convert third down after third down, and especially against the Dolphins or the Chargers and Falcons, for that matter. Teams figure this out pretty quickly by focusing on Renfro and plugging the middle uh, on third down uh, potential conversions. DC4 failed to execute in these key situations more frequently down the stretch. However, MMA thrived in these situations two weeks ago. Excuse my lack of optimism for DC4 in another season finale in Denver, but 
I marvel that the mama mentality consistently put on display by not uh, the Josh, Josh Allen that you used to be talking about, but the third-year Buffalo quarterback with tier one arm talent, frequent chain-moving scrambling, and demonstrated adversity-tested leadership. You know, D.C. Ford will be watching the playoffs from home just like we want. You know, just saying, sadly, rest in power, Andre Hill of Columbus, Ohio, to the hit list. Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> the entire 2020 <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders defense. Now, this is something that I personally took care of on the hit list, and it was my opposition in the Raider Fan Radio League of Record. So consider yourselves hit. Sticky balls, three. Tie the Raiders team. Raider nerd RFR. Renfro's hairline. Heisenberg blue. Double R. And I know that's you, Ramon. L. Davis. Just win, baby. And make Merck a Gronk again. And as per usual, Mike Dicker. This goes out to the made men. But happy new year. Now let's F and go and get better players and coach them up. Come on. Love it. He's the best. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, awesome job, man. As always, appreciate you. And uh, appreciate, like, yeah, I'm kind of with you on the on Josh Allen, man. I I uh like my favorite position in all of sports is quarterback. And I I really when when uh when there are some players that execute at a level that's just like it's insane, right? For in terms of like accuracy and arm strength and things like that. Like it's just it's gets so impressive to me. And I get man crushes on quarterbacks and like like I had, a, I've had a, like in terms of like non Raider players, like I've had a like as a kid, Marino was my favorite. Had a uh, you know a little bit of a, a of, of a man crush on Aaron Rodgers for a long time now because he's impressive, uh, you know the way that he just his footwork and the way he throws the ball. Josh Allen's like that next guy in that like kind of like that line that like like just powerful arm man, just like rocket for a freaking arm man. It's insane, um, you know if if. This, I keep it about football, not about the political side of it. But when Kaepernick, if he wasn't a Niner, the year that like when he torched freaking Green Bay in the championship game, like that dude, like he just had like one of those arm motions that where it was like effortless and the ball would come out at 90 miles an hour. Like that kind of talent and that arm talent and maneuverability and thing. It's impressive to me, man. Anyway, so Josh Allen's like, He's that next version of that. Like, I mean, the guys, what is this, third year in the league? Like, crazy, man. The freaking Bills are insane, man. They're going to, they are now the, the new dominant force in the East for sure. Um, so, anyways, appreciate the call out there, Capo, and uh, on, on Josh Allen. And, and of course, Capo, thank you so much for your donation. Um, donations tonight from Ryan Miller, Kevin the Raider Nerd, and also Capo. Thank you so very, very much. And if I missed anybody, I apologize, but the chat scrolls so fast, I can't catch it up. Uh, all of it. Uh, also, speaking of the chat real quick, before we get into the rest of the calls, um, Ron mentioned to me in, in the chat, he said, have you shouted out the Amazon Smile link? No, Ron, I have not. So what we did was with the One Nation Foundation, that's our nonprofit organization that donates to Raiders Charities, we uh, partnered with Amazon. And if you look in the show notes, there's an Amazon Smile link. You can take that link and like replace it with whatever your link you use in your browser to go to Amazon. 
Take our link instead. Doesn't cost you anything extra. It just basically registers the purchase with the One Nation Foundation, and we get a little percentage of that. It's like like one half of 1%. It's not a lot of money. But when collectively, if you add up all the people that buy on Amazon, like and all the members of Raider Nation that buy on Amazon, and that stuff goes direct. And the cool thing about that one, it goes directly to the foundation. Like it doesn't have to filter. Like you donate here, it has to filter through our channel and then go through. That one goes straight to our account. It goes straight to the One Nation Foundation account. It's awesome. So um, thank you, Ron, for calling that out. Again, thank you, Capo, for your always incredible voicemail. And one last thing Aaron touched on in there was his hit list. He's famous for his hit list, and he called out all the members of the RFR Fantasy Football League, and, uh, and, and which Aaron won. Congratulations for that. And so on the heels of that, Let's check in with our buddy, Greg, or caller Greg, in Tennessee, who runs that league. Murph, Mosh, hey, what's up, guys? This is caller Greg from Tennessee. want to give you a fantasy football update. The league is over, and Capo is the winner. Q-Dog, so congratulations to him. Even even though I scored more points than anybody else in the whole league this year. <laughs> not, I'm not bitter or anything. Um. So that's all I want to update you on. And, you know, hey, if you have time, you could maybe make me a made guy. I, I don't know. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Um, talk to you later. Go Raiders. Over now. Greg, appreciate you calling in, Greg. Always good to hear from our buddy Greg, Caller Greg in Tennessee. And uh, Caller Greg in Tennessee has called the show, like, I don't know, probably like 18 times now. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get you made. I mean, like, we, we always run out of time. Like, it's... And we got a jam-packed show tonight. What are we at, like a minute or a minute? We're at like an hour and 29 already. Uh, man, with Sonny running long. Sorry, Greg. We'll, 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 we'll see if we can squeeze in at the end, but, but probably next week, okay? Um, all right, next up, let's get to our first caller of the night. First caller, not Capo or Greg. Um, <laughs> the, the first one's eligible for a sizzler. How about that? The first call is eligible for a sizzler. Chat room, keep up with these. Let me know who you like best. We're going to kick it off with our buddy Ty. Ta-da, Raider. Hey, uh, hey, what's up, you guys? It's Tyron right here again, calling back with an update. So, the hat wasn't the issue, as we can see. Uh, we went 0 and 10 on third down, something like that. Gave up 130 rushing yards. Uh, let me see. Wynn had five targets, two catches for 12 yards instead of Boston. Like, okay. This is getting out of hand. I'm look. I am a donut-eating, out-of-shape security guard, and I saw that <laughs> fake punt coming. I called it. How is this even even possible? It's like, anywho, so what? Tua goes, we leave Tua 94 yards, 17 for 22, little dinks and dunks, stuff like that, putting some pressure on him. We got them a few times just for Ryan Fitzpatrick to come in, so nine for 13, 182 yards in the touchdown. I knew it was going to be a problem as soon as he came in. And then Carson missed the goddamn field goal. Who the uh, point after, I should say. I knew that was going to come back and murder this, but hey. So. <sighs> so we'll see. I actually think Flores actually put that in the game plan. I wouldn't be surprised if he do that. If he if Tua comes in, dinks and dunk goes in. Our coverage will come underneath and leave Fitzpatrick to just throw bombs on us, which he did. Anywho, so Arnett and Key, aka Harry and Marv, takes up all the booty traps. 
everything just uh, it, it doesn't make any sense no excuses and for those blaming car go to the store grab four snickers two paydays and two three musketeers put it in your gas tank and when your car breaks down blame it on the radio wiring which is, it don't make sense if you blame car for this loss you probably fell out of your race car bed and tripped over your little sippy cup while trying to turn on your power rangers nightlight like it doesn't make sense right and just to even trust this defense, <laughs> I would not trust this defense to win a game. I, I'd rather, I'd rather trust Philip Rivers to take a uh, to have a Plan B pill <laughs> to trust our damn defense. Oh, no. This don't make any sense. I'm just, I'm just too angry to even continue. You guys have a good one. Show up. I'll be in touch. Oh, that was awesome, Tyler Raider. Oh my gosh, man, good stuff there. No wonder you're one of Mosh's favorites. You guys are like the you're like the donut kindred or something. You know what I mean? Like you guys love the donuts with Philip Rivers. Anytime you can make a good old Philip Rivers joke, man, on this show, it will always be appreciated. And then the tripping over your race car bed on the turn off your Power Rangers nightlight. Like, oh my gosh, good stuff there, man. All right, appreciate Tyler Raider. Next up, let's get to our buddy. He's in, uh, you know, the city. It's Beto. Raider Beto, you know, the city. You know, you got to get the bleep on every time I come on here. Cause yeah, I do. Raiders Potty mouth. Me off. Especially you, John Gruden. What the f*** was that play call in this past game? These past two games, specifically. We had two easy wins. Really had two easy wins. On the one-yard line, you decide to throw with Marcus Mariota, a dual-threat quarterback. Instead of for a field goal, Chargers come down marching down the field, and we lose the game. Then you have the Dolphins game. With, like, three occasions, you settle for field goals. And on the last play when you did the kneel, I understand, you know, you want to get the the, easy, the, the secured win because they're out of timeouts. But look, you run the ball once. It's on the one-yard line. You just run it once. It's like you're running a, a, a QB kneel. Even if you don't get it, you still run off the clock. There's nothing to lose there. I agree. Why the hell are you doing this? Come on. You know, I've always said this in life. It doesn't matter how you start. It's a matter how you finish. Amen. And right now, you've been finishing very poorly. It doesn't matter if we beat the Chiefs or if we beat the Bears. Remember last season where we beat the Bears and we started being like, oh, we're going to win this. We're going to go to the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. Look what happened then. And now the Chiefs, well, that was like our Super Bowl. And look what happened now. Same, six and four, ending up seven and nine, probably eight and eight. This is crap. I'm not, now defense, no, they're not, I'm not going to throw them under the bus because they did everything they could. But John Gruden, your play calling sucks. You've got to do something different. Do I think the Raiders are going to fire him this season? No, I don't think so. But definitely at the start of the season, he's going to be on the hot seat because you can't have this cheap. What's what about pride and poise and commitment to excellence? Does that mean Come nothing? Come on, let's go, Beto. On the line and you're going for a QB kneel when you could just run it up and test your luck. Do it. We're the Raiders. We're committed to excellence. Preach. Pride and poise. Remember that. Just because we're in a new city doesn't mean that we have to forget our past. Our past is with us, the silver and black. Remember that, John Gruden. I hope you hear this because I'm a Raider fan. I'm a diehard. I don't know about you. Get your play calling better. I want you to succeed because you succeed. We all succeed. But get that play calling right. And as always, go Raiders. 
Come on. Oh, by the way, go Lakers. Ah, jeez. Yeah, there you did with the Lakers business over there. Easy with that stuff, man. Um, <laughs> gosh, great call, man. Ox, awesome job. These calls tonight, I'll just tell you right now, if you can't tell, uh, already with, with the heat from Titerator and Beto, the calls are awesome tonight. So those of you that are that are picking on uh, or picking on that are picking the Sizzler or helping me pick the Sizzler tonight. It's 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 a there's a lot, man. Cause and all of your favorites are here. Are your the old school guys, the new school guys? Like this is killer, man. This is a good show tonight. Uh, from the from the calls and, and the emails tonight, um, which is the best thing about this show is more of you and less of us is a good thing. So I'm gonna shut up and play the next one. New favorite, and he he hit it out of the park last week. His first call with the Cab Calloway and uh, t- talking about it was Minnie the Moocher, but it was uh, set to the Raiders. The Raider karaoke kid comes back again, back-to-back calls. This is his second call. So call again, Raider karaoke kid. Call one more time. You become a made man. This is freaking good, man. Production quality, top-notch. This is the Raider karaoke kid. Music found at www.carafun.com. As we came into the season with a purpose, with a reason. And you brought us all to Vegas with a promise to win this. And despite the many draft picks, there was never a quick fix. With the injury bugaboo, team was struck down. It was there, Drew. So, Gruden, are you okay? Gruden, are you okay? Are you okay, Gruden? Gruden, are you okay? Gruden, are you okay? Are you okay, Gruden? Gruden, are you okay? Gruden, are you okay? Are you okay, Gruden? Gruden, are you okay? Gruden, are you okay? Are you okay, Gruden? Gruden, are you okay? Made a sad trip from the East Bay. Then you took us to the desert, to the Death Star, and a field tray. Now all we have is questions, and it's time for you hear us saying, with all that we are facing, is it time for replacing? So Gruden, are you okay? Gruden, are you okay? Are you okay, Gruden? Gruden, are you okay? Gruden, are you okay? Are you okay, Gruden? Gruden, are you okay? Gruden, are you okay? Are you okay, Gruden? You've been hit by... Our frustration, it's not subliminal. <laughs> Ow! This is the Raider Karaoke Kid wishing you all a happy new year in spite of our frustration, which is not subliminal. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. <laughs> Great job, Raider Karaoke Kid, man. He's killing it over there, man. Two weeks in a row, man. Went from Cab Calloway to Mike Jackson. Man, dig it, man. That's awesome. All right. Uh, all right, let's go uh, next one up here. Let's check in with our buddy, uh, recently crowned made man, Raider Flash. What's up, Murph? Swag, Uncle Mosh, everybody out there. This is Raider Flash. Um, thing is, I got questions for people is the slogan, win, lose, or draw, Raider fan for life. Now, you can diss John Gruden, Carr, like everybody's been doing for years and years and years. But you know what? We are improving. That's a fact. We got a top-tier running back. We got a couple receivers. They just got to get with the program. We are improving. It's not like we're going downhill. I'm kind of kind of ticked off with a few Raider fans, man, that are just trashing this team. Just trashing it. Then they go online, go, oh, I bought all this Raider gear and this and that. And, uh, man, I put all my hard work money. Yeah, you're a Raider. Stop being a baby. 
stuff's going to work out, man. We're getting better. Positive, man. You know, that's why I take this loss. I mean, it looked, it looked horrible, man. It looked horrible. I ain't going to lie. Looked like the damn Jets in the end there. But we are improving. Keep your heads up. You know what I'm saying? New Year is coming. Hopefully this COVID thing will be out the door. We'll get back to normal. And uh, you know what? It's still Raiders. Come on. Till I die. There you go, Flash. My nation. And some of you stop acting like Steeler fans, man. <laughs> always blaming coach. <laughs> always blame quarterback. And then when they do good, y'all on their jock. Come on. We're better than that. We're Raider Nation. One love. Let's get this last win. And I'll see you next year. Peace. Raider Flash. Out. One Nation. Nice job, Raider Flash, man. Great job there. Excellent call. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm with him, man. Of course, and I'm guilty of it, too, man. I get all up on my feelings about this team, man. It just happens. It just happens. But, I, but I, you know, try to – that's why it was nice to have Sonny on tonight. Try to counter it a little bit. Bring the positive. Bring the light. Don't don't scream at the darkness. Turn up the light, man. And uh, and so I'm with you, Raider Flash. Great call there, my friend. All right, next up. So here's – um. This guy's been a little disruptive around here in the fan cave because we had a firmly established uh, Macho Man Raider Savage, and then all of a sudden here comes Silver Macho Savage, and this is three calls in a row from now Silver Macho Savage. So that makes Silver Macho Savage a made man because if you call the show three times or you leave an, an email an indefinite amount of times, you become a made man or a made woman here at Raiders Fan Radio. And so Silver Macho will now be the newest uh, made man to the list. And so let's check in with his third call, and we will play his music after the call. Silver Macho Savage is not a happy man right now. Elton John once sang these words, I'm growing tired, and time stands still before me, frozen here on the ladder of my life. Now let me turn my attention briefly to Coach John Gruden. Now I know you're into creating nightmares, and that's just what you've done this year, so what are you going to do about it? That's right. You need not only a new defensive coordinator, but a new offensive coordinator as well. Now, last year was the ghost of Christmas past. This year's been the ghost of Christmas present, and Scrooge is still an unhappy man. So change the course, my friend, or else Raider Nation will have to find a new captain. You feel me? Take care of business in Denver. I, for one, am ready for 2020 to be flushed. I'm looking forward to bigger and better things in 21 and a win against those mangy horse teeth country bumpkins. <laughs> be a good start to the new year, I think. But perhaps an even better start to the year would be addressing the 500-pound elephant in the room. And you know what I'm talking about. And that's the predicament of having two macho men in one cave. So what exactly are we going to do about this problem? Or is it even a problem to begin with? I don't think so. Well, I can look at this in one of two ways. Yeah, I can. On the one hand, there's a sound of silence. And by that, I mean the refusal of one to acknowledge the other. See, it's easy to be the king when you get yourself disqualified from a match using outside interference. But unless you go face-to-face, head-to-head, you're not actually the king, but more like the queen. The queen of England, oh, yeah. Who waves a hand and largely things in hopes that they'll calm themselves and go away. So what I propose is this. Perhaps a tag team of the two superpowers of Macho Raiderdom, yeah. I would even be willing to have Kill Jadis interview Silver Macho directly 
and lay out all the cards on the table. So watch, O king, as I see it, you have three choices. You can continue to ignore destiny. You can embrace the concept of the macho powers. You can hang on to that belt for as long as your tape fingers can clinch it. Because change is coming in 2021 for the Raiders and for the entire landscape of Murph's Fan Cave. Happy New Year to all. Oh, yeah. Dig it. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. All right, man, that's awesome. There is a silver macho savage, so I like the proposal that now we have two machos, so are they going to become a joint super macho power, or are they going to continue to stay uh, in opposition to one another uh, on opposite ends of the, of the squared circle? And uh, it's going to be really cool to see where this thing goes. We know who's got the belt, and I'll just – here's a little bit of foreshadowing. We, we might hear from the champ later. But anyways, congratulations to you, Silver Macho Savage. That was an incredible voicemail, as they all have been. Keep them coming, man. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, and congratulations on becoming the newest made man here in Raiders Fan Radio. All right, next up, old school made man, guy that donated to us earlier tonight and has become a good friend of ours, uh, not only here on the show but outside as well. We've uh, attended games with this guy and, and gotten a chance to know him. I've, I've, I've gotten many invites to join him on a multitude of, of his shows on the Fandom Podcast Network where they do everything from football to Alfred Hitchcock to Star Trek and Star Wars and all. If there's a genre, Highlander, you know, all that stuff, they do it on the Fandom Podcast Network. So definitely shout out, much respect to Kevin, the Raider nerd, and uh, appreciate him and always being a, a supporter of us here and what we do. And uh, yeah, again, if you're a fan of any of those genres, definitely go check out his podcast network. And Kevin is the original Star Wars Mandalorian. Before the Mandalorian was the Mandalorian. Back, it was oh, so long ago, people used to call him Raider Boba Fett because they didn't know what a Mandalorian was. Kevin, the original Raider Mandalorian man. So much respect to him as always. And Kevin, this is a good call, dude. Like, I know we typically like, we will sizzler, default to sizzler on the funny stuff. But Kevin brought it, man. This is a great call. Like, you know, Kevin, self-admittedly, he's always like, oh, I, don't, I don't crack a lot of jokes, so I might not be eligible for Sizzler. I'm not, I'm not lobbying for Sizzler, but this is a good call, Kevin. Appreciate you, man. Hey, Raider fans radio. This is Kevin the Raider nerd. Ah, first of all, hello, Mosh. Hello, Murph. Hello, Swaggy J, the made men. Uh, shout out to Capo, made women as well. 
Um, first of all, Capo, I want to give you uh, much cred for winning the RFR League of Record Championship. You beat me in the uh, in the playoffs and uh, went on to take it all. Congrats, man. And also congrats to Tada for uh, beating me as well so he could slide into that third place. Well done, guys. Uh, I'm not going to comment on any of the details of last week's game and the season. We all know it's disappointing, and it, it just – it really sucks. And uh, – Murph, I, I just want to say I want to want to say give you a heads up for uh, what you said when you um, said you couldn't rely on the Raiders, and that really hit home with me. And uh, um, it's just it's very disappointing to be a Raiders fan, and I'm disappointed in the, the organization as a whole. We could blame the defense if we want. You could blame anything you want, but when it comes down to it, it's a team game, and the team includes the leadership as well. Come on! Um, and I just want to give a shout out, of respect to JJ Watt for being very candid. Um, if you haven't seen this video uh, after the game that he did uh, about his feelings as a professional uh, NFL player and towards the Texans organization and players, and uh, I just want to say that uh, as a Raiders fan, that message hit home with me, and I wish I'd hear more of this dialogue from the Raiders organization themselves. Because Raider Nation is the most dedicated fan base in the world, yet the team and the organization is consistently inconsistent and has let most of this de dedicated fan base down for too many years. And it's hard to trust the Raiders, the organization. We've been let down too many times. As Raider fans, we've become an expert living in the past glory when our team was once consistently competitive. And to be honest, one Preach. time relevant. Preach. I'll be honest, the Raiders organization has challenged my own fandom. But Raider Nation has been like a family to me. And that helps me stay loyal to this organization because of its fan, because the fans are the best. And, you know, we deserve better. And I always wish the Raiders and their players success. I love Raider Nation, you know, and uh, having to uh, go to Atlanta and, and see that crap show in person, yet the Raiders fans outnumbered the Falcons fans, spoke a lot. We deserve better that day, and from here on out, you know, we deserve better. And I love seeing Raider Nation show up in force like it did. Uh, but I'm really getting tired of looking back and mostly saying Raider Nation showed up, but the Raiders didn't show up. That game sucked. You know, it's 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 depressing. But uh I love you guys and you guys keep me going. Uh Murph, keep going on and uh good to hear from Sonny as well. Love all the calls. Um looking forward to the off season and uh and, and talking with you all. Anyway, Kevin the Raider Nerd out. Good stuff, Kevin the Raider Nerd. I love that message of match the intensity. Like, you know, at the top of the show and I talked about, you know, us as Raider fans, like Leave that to us. Leave up that intensity. Leave up that, you know, whatever, all the, the emotion of it. Leave that up to us as fans. But the emotional approach, because football is an emotional game, the emotional approach that the players take to the field, like, match that. And I don't know if that's always felt. Like, it might be. I'm not questioning anyone's intensity, anybody on the 53. I'm not questioning that. They're professional athletes, so it's not my place to question that. But does that translate? Does that communicate? Do we see that? You know, and we do at times, we do from certain players, you know, um, we certainly saw it from Marcus Mariota. Like if that didn't inspire you as a Raider fan, like that performance was amazing. And I'm not even trying to talk about like comparing him versus Derek. It's not a him versus Derek statement. It's more just like an appreciation of like the fire and intensity and like the understanding of like the sense of urgency that came that this was a guy that realized that he might only have one shot. And he needed to make the best of it. And so, like, that is what Raider Nation brings to every single game, every tailgate, every viewing party, every 
podcast, every everything. And so it, it it's wonderful when that's reflected. We've seen that out of Derek too. So I don't want to be unfair to, to Derek and, and a lot of players that we're, where we've seen that. Clearly, Jonathan Abram, he's probably the freaking number one of them, of the guy that brings it every single play, every single moment, every single, you know, and when I say moment, I don't even just mean between the whistles and when the clock's running. Like, that guy embodies what it is to be a Raider 24-7. So, uh, great call-outs there, Kevin. Excellent uh, voicemail, my friend. And, uh, all right, we got a couple more. All right, here we go. It's going to... I gotta get the, I gotta get the remote for the lights. So we can I gotta I gotta figure out a way to bring it down here in the fan cave. So we all take a deep breath. This is where you you know if you're sipping a frosty adult beverage, you know get it get it ready there. You know just kind of you know tilt your seat back a little bit, get comfortable. You know whatever you're listening to, you know maybe turn it down a little bit because not only is this a fantastic voicemail, but it comes with audio accompaniment. And he always has great taste in music too. This time it's Pink Floyd, which I love. Um, so here we go. Let's get to our buddy, Rico. Time, John. Time, Chucky. Controlling the clock is an art. It's better you play aggressive because you don't know how to control it. And you've done it dozens of times, a lot of times. I've been watching you. And I knew already we were going to blow up this game at the end of the second quarter. I already knew it was so clear into my mind after you make that play that cost you the game because time is a bitch and it's coming back for you. Now, you got the ball in your hand at the end of the second quarter with 20 seconds left. You're already in the red zone. You, the drive is flowing, is going. Now you spike the ball, you got to control the clock, you have time to breathe. Make a play. Waller is bowling, Renfro is bowling. Derek is is there, he's throwing things in the right direction. Now, what you gonna do? You run the ball. Now, you mess with the clock. Now, you go away with, the, uh, with three points instead of a touchdown. That's is going to come back soon or later. And exactly two quarters after the time, the karma is coming back. You got two minutes left. Another chance. You can control the clock this time in the opposite way. You have to let it run instead of stop it. So first play... That's the moment you should have run. Because normally you always running. That's why John, I can tell you guys, that's why John has so many obsolete running play. Because he likes to see the clock going down and get out from the football field. But the only way you get out from that football field is with a loss. Because you don't know how to control it. So you got two minutes. First place should have been a run. Okay, is a, a gain of two yards on the side for Richard. I can let you there. After this play, you have Derek Carr, and in front of him, there's Jalen Richard, free for a short gain. Instead, what you gonna do? What you've been doing? You throw, you've been throwing a deep ball. 
to Nelson Aguilar. You stop the clock and karma is back to you. Time is back for you. And it's an holding penalty. So now you are in the red zone and now you're in a hurry for run the clock. And, and that what happened after is all, is all a reflection of what we are under your leadership. Because you could have, you could have used that clock to finish that game with three seconds second left and kick a field goal. Instead, you was in a hurry and then it ended up like this. That, that last play was a bit... Well, the, the old plays that, that, that you've done during the game are a reflection of what we are. We are a team with a lot of potential wasted. So check yourself, man. We'll talk about this next episode. Uh, Happy New Year to all of you. Enjoy as much as you can, however you can. I love you all, and I'm out. Oh, my gosh. Dude is epic, man. Wow. I love it, man. John Gruden, you're running out of time. We're running out of time. My life is running out of lifespan. That was freaking awesome. Like, that's probably, I mean, it's on my certainly short list of all-time favorite uh, Pink Floyd songs. And his passion and intensity matched the flow of the song. Like, that was legit, man. Like, from a creative standpoint and a production standpoint, like, for him to match and flow with that, like, that was freaking good, Rico. That was awesome, man. I was, like, grooving to your what you were saying and also the music at the same time. That was cool. And Hopefully, it doesn't get us in trouble. I think it's broken up enough to where it won't get us in trouble on iTunes or anything. But, like, that was freaking top-notch, man. Um, excellent stuff there from Rico. And um, yeah, Happy New Year to you as well, my friend. And um, something cool, like Ron said uh, in the chat he, when, when he first heard that it was the song Time, uh, which my son Vinny plays on piano and sings it too. It's phenomenal. Um, but he said, uh, uh, um, he said, start playing Wizard of Oz. If you've never watched Dark Side of the Rainbow, I have my own version of it that I've done. And I used to do this back before the internets. Like I used to just queue up um, the CD and play on a VCR. I'm that old. I would play Wizard of Oz and then play Dark Side of the Moon and watch the whole first part of Wizard of Oz with the accompaniment of Dark Side of the Moon. They've Roger Waters and David Gilmore have come out and said like it, none of it was intentional, but it's eerie how much of it times out and like lyrics reference things that you see on screen. It's amazing. So I kept thinking of that the whole time too. So appreciate you saying that, Ron. And amazing call. The thing I love about Rico. Okay, all that said, let me let me abandon all the creative side of it. His takes on the Raiders and on Gruden are on point, man. And I think that it's very apropos and, and, and very, like, you know, it's fair. It's fair criticism. It's fair of what this team is going through. It's fair for what the, 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 the is we've seen from the coaching staff this year. But I, all that said, I got faith that we're going to get this thing turned around. All right, one more to get to. We're almost out of time tonight. We're right at about two hours. So I got one more uh, voicemail to play, and then we'll get out of here. Don't forget, chat room, you're awarding the sizzler tonight. Right now, it looks like it's between uh, Raider Karaoke Kid and, and, and Rico, but we've got one more to get to. Let's check in with the original Macho Raider Savage. He is Kill Jadis. I hope you're satisfied. 
I hope you are satisfied. You have the game won. You have the game within your grasp. You ran two excellent plays, and then you decide to kneel it and kick a field goal? And I'll let my sweaty, stinking foot after a hard day's work. You go for the freaking touchdown always. And then the defense decides to crap the bed at the last minute to have them kick the way field goal in 19 seconds. <laughs> Crash. Now calm down now, Jesus. Let's take a few deep breaths now. There you go. There you go. No, we got the short end of the stick on that one. Clearly, last last week when I said it, said the stuff I said last week, that was correct. Well, maybe your negativity affected our boys in the silver and black. That's not negativity. That's being realistic and critical and not being overly and blindingly positive like you. Well, guess what? You're going to get that whether you like it or not. Because, wait, no, there is, no, 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 still, no, a chance, oh, for heaven's sake, <laughs> to improve in our standings. Oh, well, I wasn't expecting that. Think about this. What was our last, what was our record last year? Uh, seven and nine. And if we win next week, what do we have? Eight and eight. And therefore, improvement, yeah. One win better than last year, yeah. And as long as we are not plateauing and climbing, we'll get better with age. Because I've been to the top of the mountain, and the Raiders have two games. <laughs> and it's always crowded at the bottom, but the lonely at the top, yeah. And 2020 was a year of the Macho Man Raiders Savage, yeah. And Kelsey is now a seven. Yeah, well, how many sizzlers did you get without the mushroom? <laughs> enough. How many did you get without me tiny? Not enough, Jesus. We have a little score to settle with the Google voice. And I'm going to judge that. Well, listen, I hate to interrupt you, but we're running out of time. So, how about this? Congratulations to Macho Man Silver for becoming part of the Made Man community on behalf of Rare Savage and I. How about that? Oh, yeah. Thank you so. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That is amazing. Good job. <laughs> Kill Janus and uh, the Macho Raider Savage there. I love it, man. He's kind of extending the olive branch. So we might see a union of the two macho powers, man. We might. This might be the old thing where, like, if you ever watch wrestling, where they, like, go to, like, are they going to, like, shake hands? You know, are you gonna like grab the guy and like and like put a move on him, or are you gonna go and like the slow handshake, and then they like grab and they handshake each other and then high five and 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 hug and do all that stuff and cheer up the crowd. Anyway, so this is gonna be good to see where this thing goes. All right, chat room, it's time for the Sizzler Award. I am the Sizzler. 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 All right. It looks like to me now. Look, it was it was a, it was a really close call between the Raider karaoke kid, but then and re, he was doing great. And then and then we had all these calls were amazing tonight too. By the way, let me shout everybody out. Um, it, our emails. We have Pirate nineteen seventy five Jesse in Kentucky. 
Um, Paul, of course, anchoring the email segment. Hear from the capo at the top of the voicemails. Um, and then we heard from Greg in Tennessee. We heard from Tider Raider. Ta-da, Raider. We heard from Beto. You know the city. We heard from the Raider karaoke kid. And he kind of held on to those as a favorite for a hot minute. Then we heard Raider Flash. Then we heard Silver Macho Savage, who was made tonight. Then we heard from Rico. And then we heard from Kel Jadis. I'm looking back at the chat. I see a lot of Ricos in there. So let's say this. Rico, congratulations on getting this week's Sizzler Award. I am the Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today! From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Oh, ho, ho, ha, 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 Agalor. All right, appreciate you uh, joining us tonight for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. What an amazing time tonight. This was a blast, y'all. Like, this was a, this was a great time. Uh, I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. I uh, love catching back up with the chat. I will definitely uh, hit that back up here in a little bit when I get time. And I, I can't see the chat, keep up with it real well during the course of the show, but I always go back and, and watch it and, 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 and see what you all have to say. So look forward to hearing about your, your Christmas gifts and your Raider Christmas gifts and hope everybody had a Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you choose to celebrate. If you're a festivus with the rest of us, whatever you do, I uh, hope you had a wonderful time spending it with as you know as much family as you possibly could, considering the, the COVID world that we're in. Um, but uh, but we appreciate you and uh, have a happy new year. Um, look forward to getting into 2021. Hey, look, maybe the Raiders win a freaking game. I know it sounds crazy considering the way these last five weeks have gone, but maybe the Raiders win a dang game and uh, and we can start off 2021 with a W. That might be a nice way to take this thing out, right? So, uh, so appreciate you, everyone in the chat room tonight. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Robert Pena, uh, Fierce Raider is in there, Tide Raider, ta-da! Watts is in there, Ryan Miller is in there, Michelle Sweat's in there, Super Him is in there, Curtis Flores, uh, Tyrone Graves, Franklin83, Pirate1975, Super Him, thank you so much. The Big Easy, thank you so much. Uh, Elencho, I see. Uh, thank you so much for supporting Raiders Fan Radio the way that you do. Thank you for supporting the Raiders uh, uh, Fan Radio channels, the social media ch- outlets, um, the One Nation Foundation, the Super Chats, Ryan Miller, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Capo tonight with the donations. Thank you all so much. Tide Raider, I'm with you. This is the way, man. Dude, Lady haven't got on that Mandalorian finale yet. Who cried? I know, man. It was crazy. I won't tell you why. No spoilers around here because I won't, I won't wreck it for you. But my gosh, man. Uh, but anyways, appreciate all of you so, so very much. Uh, appreciate everybody that contributed uh, uh, in, in the chat and, and just whatever. I just always say thank you to you guys because you guys rock. Raider Nation is what it's all about. It doesn't matter the win or loss record. We, Like I said earlier in the show, Raider Nation uh, never takes an L. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Michelle Sweat. Oh, my gosh. Let me switch the camera. Michelle Sweat for the amazing 
freaking pirate ship. That pirate ship is the freaking bomb. We freaking love it, man. It's so creative. It's so wonderful. Definitely hit Michelle up on uh, inclinedtoimprovise.com or on the Facebook or on the Instagram, Inclined to Improvise. Thank you, Cousin Sonny, for jumping in here and joining me for this episode tonight. So it wasn't a total podcast selfie. And I miss you, Swag Jeff. I miss you, Uncle Mosh. We'll see you guys in 2021. Go Raiders. Let's go kick the donkey's ass. Let's go. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.